2: Viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey
0: gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this,
1: you
2: are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it.
0: Hi there and welcome to a special edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. We don't have a live show for you tonight, but we do have some great new original never before heard content for you. We begin the night with the Musicians' Roundtable featuring myself, our good friend Bobber from Washington DC, our buddy Clinster, and our good friend Justin. And then later in the program we'll have some best of Turn Up the Night featuring some funnier moments from What the Hell Is That Sound and Mad Libs. So once again, enjoy this special presentation of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Here comes that musician roundtable I've been talking about so damn much. Welcome to the Indie Media Weekly Musicians Roundtable, right here on said Indie Media Weekly. I'm your host, Kenny Pick, and joining me, of course, is our good friend, Clinster, in Georgia. Hello, Clinster. Hey, Kenny, how you doing? doing well doing well of course you're very close to atlanta as it were and uh our oh, good yeah. fr- good friend and semi-permanent co-host of uh, turn up the night and writer at four freedoms blog mr bobber in washington dc
3: howdy howdy keep on rocking baby
0: yes and representing the left coast on this round table is our good friend justin from well not la but like uh, he said uh, most people think if you're from california yeah, you're in LA, so. <laughs> but uh, Ju- <laughs> Justin, having yeah. me, guys,
2: thanks hey. for having me.
0: Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I- I've been wanting to do this for some time. We've we've been you know plotting and planning and scheming to get this underway, and now here we are. We're all- we're all together, and uh, this is cool because we're going to talk about all the ins and outs of being a musician who you know isn't the most successful musician in the world, but loves music with a passion um and uh i thought first and foremost well i think um uh we're three guitarists and one bass player is that right clint you're the you're the bass player of the lot
2: uh pretty much yeah so yeah no actually wait no um I'm a bass player and I can play the drums, but uh, oh. now my lot in life is I am a bass player. Oh,
0: okay, okay. all right. My mistake. So, um, but uh, no so look at that. We got a full. We got a full band if we wanted to, right? So, hey. uh, <laughs> two guitars. I'm, I'm the-
3: a. Uh i'm the uh jack of all trades and master of none
0: yeah i i'm the same you know you're a lot better keyboard player than i am i I will say from some of your keyboard work. well
2: Well, i can sing but i'm told i shouldn't but i still can so do you you ever get requests
0: to sing far far away no so. Not
2: yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh but all right so cool all right we've established this i my, i'm sorry i was i was mistaken uh, that you're a bassist and a drummer so you're, you're a one-man rhythm section uh alter yourself that's cool pretty much so all right well justin i tell you what we'll start with you um uh how many uh how many basses do you have at present
2: uh well right now the basses, I have, well, I have my old, it's an old acoustic electric, it was the first model made, Ooh. and it's an old Ibanez, and it's from the 60s. It's my practice base because it really stretches my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, there really isn't a model number attached to it, which is kind of odd because they only made it for basically one year. Yeah. But I have a music man, I have a couple of PBs, um and I don't really have a giant collection because you really c- can't play all of them. Yeah. and if you're going to have an instrument you need to play it uh, yeah. because instruments are like anything else if you don't play them they kind of go sour yeah so um but my music man is kind of my uh, that's my go-to and it's uh it's just got a great action to it it's a four string um you know pretty you know pretty basic but mm-hmm. uh you know you really don't need more than four strings with a bass
0: <laughs> no no well, i did my old bass player uh rest in peace derek um uh he had a five string at one point, and that thing was nuts but i gotta tell you I, i've played a pv bass before and those are great basses.
2: oh yeah no they're great um you know that's the one i really don't do it to my music man because you know i i play a broad range of music i mm-hmm. you know by I play jazz i play blues but i'm obviously a hard rocker and a rock and roller at heart but my music man um i don't really do the hip shot on you know where i can detune with the hip shot old billy sheen style on my <laughs> nice. And it works out perfect with that because it just it i can you know do it basically instantly and it's just got a really good feel to it for playing the metal Nice. Um, I really don't play the metal on my Music Man, just because the tone's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do all my like you know progressive rock stuff, or jazz, or blues. If I'm going to play any of that stuff. Um, I picked that one up, or believe it or not, I will play my old. Um, I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. My old Pilot Guild acoustic. Uh, That's the one I will do my blues and jazz on. And it's got, you know, the wood frets with the ivory pin boards in the bottom. And it's a, you know, it's a... Wow. I've never seen another one like it. That's amazing. um, It's funny. (laughs) Wooden frets? It's funny how I got it.
3: Pardon? I said wooden frets.
2: Yeah, wooden frets with pearl inlays in it. And, um, you know, like I said, in the very bottom where, you know with the pin board, they are actually ivory. It's, it's that old where it was still legal to do it in the U.S. And it's funny, I acquired that base. Um, one of my, many years ago, a guy I shared office space with that was renting office space for me, just a small space, would be like 300 bucks. He goes, look, you can have this for the rent. And it came with the original hard case, the original strap, and nice. the base itself. I'm like, no worries, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're even. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> we're, we're totally cool. even. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Very nice.
0: Well, let, let's stick in base territory. And, uh, uh, Clintster, what about you? What, what are your, uh, what's your current favorite base and any other bases you might have in tow? Clint. Oh, sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: had on mute for a second. I had no to problem. Stroke, so you got it. Um, well, I have a, Currently, I have a Yamaha BB3000 bass, uh, nice. natural wood. It's a uh, it's a nice little instrument. I I um, get a good tone out of it. So um, that's been my that's been my bread and butter here. Um, and you know, I've i fooled around with uh, some Squires and uh, uh, PBs, uh, of course. Um, and I also have a. Uh, Yamaha acoustic guitar, um, and, and uh, in some ways, I kind of feel like my wife should be t- talking about all this, because she's, uh, she's the one who's really kind of loaded down with instruments. Uh, oh, okay. She has, yeah, she's got like two acoustics, one electric guitar, um, four ukuleles. Wow. Uh, we and, only have one. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, <laughs> actually, a correction too. One, but one's real broke ass, and and from like the forties.
2: well, I draw the line at ukuleles. Okay, I have even I have limits. But <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but uh, we've been uh, we've been working on uh, getting our son uh, playing drums, and uh, he's progressing on that. So I don't know. One day we might actually.
0: Form a little three-piece band or something. There yo, you go. Make yeah. turn into a regular Danny Partridge, right? Something like that. <laughs> 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 I'll,
4: I'll have to make my I have to make my Wait. hair move like a uh, Ruben Kincaid. Whenever
0: you know. <laughs> there was always something shady about that Ruben Kincaid. Uh, <laughs> oh so. yeah,
3: he, he, he sweat <laughs> too much.
0: Yeah. Well, I think somebody's microphone I might have. Know
3: the regular Danny Partridge. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) um so uh all right so bobber uh what about you Uh, this is weird because i don't even think i've ever asked you and and we talk the most what what your guitars are because i know you have a fair amount don't you have them like mounted on the wall and stuff too
3: yeah uh yeah i've got i'll just give you a quick rundown of the of the numbers and then we can zero in on anything you're most interested in so i've got eight guitars um a bass uh, two guitar amps two keyboards um a rack with some equipment in it and um and then some other miscellaneous stuff um i've got a couple of recorders if you know what those are yes um that's yeah the uh, the guy the uh, the band leader for the uh, the colbert show he's always playing mm-hmm. one and i've got one that looks a lot like that and i've got a smaller one that that's made by honer so you know it's got good reads in it Nice. Um, and then I've got um, I've got an old accordion that doesn't work. Same here. <laughs> I, I tried I tried to fix it, and the, and then it was just I opened it up. It's like holy shit! That what is, is this? Yeah, I <laughs> know, I know. It's, I know. Amazing, it's like a, a crazy alien it piano it. on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just put it back together. Yeah. Yeah. That good. I can uh I, yeah. I just i should get rid of it just taking up space
0: yeah i have a really um, cool old accordion it's like it, it, it's like pearlized red with sparkly gold like um the black keys on it are sparkly gold it's crazy mm-hmm. but it has one key that's that's like sprung i guess and and doesn't connect so it constantly plays that note so you can't really play it right. but, but anyway so uh, out of the eight guitars how many are electric
3: um there well of all of them uh there's two that I can no three that I cannot plug in. Okay. Um so there's I've got um three solid body electrics and then uh three that are acoustic that are also electric. Okay. Um so I've got my, my main one is is an Ibanez Blazer. Okay. Um that they I bought it brand new in the early 80s um and wow. <clears throat> it's it looks like a Strat, but it's it was built so much better than a Strat was at that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it had like the five-position switch uh, switch was standard. You know, back when people were trying to you know rig rig it themselves, um, coil tap switch, uh, a coil a polarity switch. Um, it's just really nice. It's really solid. The bridge is really solid. It's got the cast pieces instead of like the sheet metal pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's really it's a really nice guitar. Uh, um and then a recently, my most recent one was uh, also an Ibanez. It's uh, just a just an acoustic. It was fairly cheap. Uh, I think it's like two hundred and something bucks. Um yeah. but I needed an acoustic that I can plug in for recording because that's really mostly what I do nowadays. Yeah. Um in fact in fact I haven't played live in forever. I can't remember the last time it I was probably still in Atlanta when the last time I played live.
0: Yeah. Um uh-huh. I'm I'm just, a, I'm a new, well, uh, but no, I'm I'll, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let you continue, and then I'll uh, talk about my crap.
3: Okay. Um, I got a, 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 a Washburn Lion guitar. It's like a student guitar. It's not very, very good. I hardly ever play that. I've got a Yamaha acoustic I hardly ever play. I should, I should and, and I pulled it out probably a, a month ago, and it's like, wow, this this actually plays really nice. I don't, I don't know why I don't play it more often. Um, I've got Alvarez 12-string. Oh, wow. Um, a Yamaha. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. I got that at a uh, pawn shop for 250 bucks. I was like, I saw that, and I was like, yes, I will take that. Thank you. <laughs> and they, they even threw in a nice hard shell case you know, for free.
0: Have you ever had to like, restring yep, it? Have you ever had to restring it? Oh, yeah.
3: I, 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 yeah, I had to restring it when I brought it home because it was missing half the strings.
0: Oh, okay. So, so it was a six-string when you bought it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or... So, uh, but, yeah, and then, you know, once I put the strings on, it's like, holy cow, this thing sounds amazing. Um, Yamaha electric strat copy, which I, is, the neck is nice, um, and it's got a humbucker and the bridge position. Uh, but the two single coils pickups are crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original bridge, the original bridge was, was crap, too. I, I replaced the bridge. Um, I got Ibanez bass, just as a... Cheap bass, but it does does you know what yeah. I need it for, um, I, you know and then um, let's see, my, one of my prized possessions is a nineteen sixty one Gibson ES one twenty five, it's it's a uh, you know hollow body with the f holes and the sort of the tobacco sunburst finish with a single uh, P ninety pickup, wow, uh, by the neck, and that plays amazing. I mean, it, the, the the neck is just incredible um but the uh, plugged in it's it's a little bassy sounding you know like there's not a lot of high end tone which is okay. kind of surprising with a pickup um but so yeah i mean you can tweak it with the you know the amp to get it to sound better but you know i usually just use that just for playing and not for recording nice
0: nice yeah. Yeah, you know what my um what what about keyboards? What do you what do you have for a keyboard now?
3: Uh, I've got a, a Korg Triton, which is you know like a synthesizer. It it, it can pretty much do anything and everything. Korgs are awesome. Um, yeah, uh, the, the, I've always had Korg keyboards. I mean, that was my first one, and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's all I've ever had. Um, and then I've got a surprisingly, believe it or not, it's a Casio uh, electric piano, uh, but it's got eighty-eight keys weighted. And um, when you play it, it feels just like a real piano. Okay. Um, the the sounds that are in it aren't that good, you know. It's got like the built-in speakers, but I can midi it, so I can midi it into the the Korg for recording. And I you know I can play something, and it'll feel like I'm playing a real piano. And I can have a you know a good piano sound you know coming out of the sound module of the Korg. Nice. So that works pretty well. Nice. And I've got I've got I've also got like a little <coughs> little cheap uh, Boss drum machine that I can use.
0: Uh, nice drums. Yeah, I, I've never owned a drum machine, but I, I often think it would be nice. But you know, now I'm, I'm I've been saying I'm going to get back into recording at some point, and a buddy of mine is recommended. There's a um, okay, I, I can't remember the name of the program, but there's some kind of drum program that has like thousands of beats that you can customize and stuff like that, and it and it's like real recordings of real drums. So mm-hmm. uh, at some point I might get into that, but that's that's for another day. But yeah, so my gear is uh, has been cobbled together over the years. I believe I have, I think I have three electrics, three electric uh, six strings. My oldest one being um, Fender Lead 2, which has a nice starburst on it and Everything everything. It has a lot of wear and tear. Um, it's got a fun sound. It, I don't know if any you guys remember that, um, what was it, Dave Cochran, who did Life is a Highway, was with Red Rider. I guess it, yeah. That, yeah. He, he used yeah. to play. He used to play one of those, um, and then uh, I have a 1982 uh, GS uh, Ovation Ultra GS. Have you guys ever seen those? It's when Ovation was still making solid body electrics. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Got? No, uh, I don't know. It's got two humbuckers and uh the bridge kind of sucks but uh it's a really neat design. Yeah, if you get a chance look up Ovation Ultra GS. It's got a really it's kind of a strat body sort of, but it has this uh, interesting like bevel around the the edge of it. Um it, it looks pretty nice. But yeah, I got that um I bought that off a guy in high school. Um and I still have to this day, but that that needs a lot of work, too. Um, uh, one of these days, I'm just going to drop both of those guitars off at a shop. And I lied. I have four electric, uh, six strings because, um, I, my guitar I played up until very recently was a, a Mexican strat that I bought probably about mm, 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, more, yeah, probably more like 12 or 13. And it, it's really nice. It, it has, but I'm pissed off because, um, the paint jobs on these things. Now they just kind of dip them in plastic. And I lost, oh, yeah. I lost a big, big hunk of the finish. And what it is is, it's like a, it's like a translucent blue, so you can see the wood grain through it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. tra- translucent blue, and then it has a, a kind of a, a reddish brown turtle sh- or tortoiseshell uh, pit guard. And then it has gold hardware, <laughs> so it's really good kind of a loud guitar color-wise. Uh, but you know, and, and of course, Stratocasters are always fun to play. I love that tone, huge Richie Black Blackmore nut. So I always love that really warm sound you can get, but still get some heaviness out of it. But then um, mm-hmm. last year I just said, "Fuck it, I'm I'm, I'm becoming metal obsessed." So I was like, "I'm gonna buy an uh, I'm gonna buy a, a Marshall amp." in an Ibanez. (laughs) And and so I got uh, the, oh, I just looked at the model number, a very basic uh, Ibanez. It's the RG series. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the real basic one, but it's a really nice, like, uh, it's a very deep purple color.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You tied it Uh, it all (laughs) in.
0: Yeah. It's a very deep purple color. And it has, uh, it has like a, a, like a, white pearl uh mother of pearl kind of looking pick guard on it really really nice guitar um and uh you know i just love it. it's first guitar i've ever had that has the floyd rose tremolo you know system in it mm-hmm. uh first guitar i've had with the you know the the lock locking nut at the top um you know so and it's a lot of fun and you know when you pump that through the, the you know i just got a marshall combo i think it was like i don't know three or four hundred dollar amp and it, it has lots of effects already built into it and they all sound pretty good you know i watched a whole bunch of videos before i bought it to see what the sounds were like and it was like you know it just it sounded like you know you've got this whole array of pedals but i do have um uh a boss distortion pedal um that i used to use with my i have a uh i have two different cabinets i have a sun bass cabinet and an acoustic bass cabinet but i play guitar through them well the one i use for a pa now the sun cabinet i use uh because in that thing's a monster i just left it downstairs for practice when i had the band because it has like six 12 uh, inch speakers in it and it's really it's really hard to move uh but the <laughs> the <laughs> and uh it really needs like you know wheelbarrow wheels on it or something to do, like two big handles on a wheelbarrow wheel that would do it uh, and then the uh the acoustic cabinet is nice. That was given to me by a friend. Well, he, he sold it to me for like twenty-five bucks or something. And it has six uh 10-inch speakers, and then I have a PV Centurion Mark f- Mark IV head, which has a r- really nice auto mix um between the two channels on it. And um so I so I was always playing. Through that for the PVS, I like the bass cabinets because it gave a fuller sound, especially when you're in a band and you're the only guitarist. So um, uh, you know, well, I mean, aside from a bass guitarist, but uh, but yeah, so those are my things. I have an Ibanez acoustic. Um, that well, funny story behind that: there was a neighbor kid across the street <coughs> who had a signed Ibanez acoustic by one of the guys in Trans Siberian Orchestra. And <laughs> and she was like, I want to get rid of this guitar. I saw I know, and she she'd hear our band practice and stuff. She's like, I need money. Do you want to buy it? And I was like, She's like, oh give it. I'll oh, give me twenty five dollars, and you can have this in the strap. And I was like, I'll at least give you fifty, kid. Jesus, you know. So so I got yeah. a nice nice ibanez <laughs> nice ibanez acoustic. I have an old harmony acoustic, which is just crazy. It has like the f is that you call them f holes or f cuts in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really crazy. These
2: are great axes, man. Those yeah. are really good
0: with the apples.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, fantastic axe.
0: And, and then um, I think I have, I have two, two or three bases. I don't know. They're not. None of them are very good. <laughs> um, I have the best one is probably it's like a, a you know um, a Fender knockoff. You know, black. I think all three bases I have are black. Hey. Kind of bass you got i got three black bases <laughs> so that's what hey i now. have uh that's what i have i don't know the brand name or anything there's just you know white pick guards uh black paint job and they all kind of look like fenders um and uh and uh yeah i've got the i've got a, a casio uh keyboard as well it's not anything super fancy but it's fun you know it's fun to mess around with and then again the accordion and then a whole uh, a whole mess of percussion. Yes, more cowbell, everyone. I have cowbells. Um, and you know
2: what? You cannot exist without more cowbell.
0: No, fact. you can't. You can't. So, yeah, so that's the rundown on my stuff. And, you know, there uh, and there was, you know, uh, another, um, and just if, if you happen to look up the Ovation Ultra GS, uh, look up the Ovation Breadwinner. <laughs> this is a guitar I always wanted. I almost bought one but um I, I, I just didn't have enough money at the time I was in my 20s and you know whatever but uh the ovation breadwinner is this crazy axe looking thing that they made in the early 80s it's it's it was a monstrosity but I always wanted one of those maybe one day I'll get one but who knows so uh all right so there we go we, we got all our gear out on the table and um, so I guess we'll we'll talk about uh, well I well, actually um, I didn't find out what kind of amp do you play through, Justin? What do you like for an amp?
2: I, I you know, I just use um, it's all PV. You know, the head and the amp. You know, I have. Uh, I love PV. The Really small standard, and then yeah, you know, when I did play out back when we played through the PA system, my brother Todd. Uh, you know, one day we'll get him on the show. He's kind of like uh, the guru of not just sound, but he's the greatest guitar player I've ever seen in my life. We nice. played in a lot of bands and we did a lot of stuff together. Uh, we don't play anymore um, for personal reasons, but uh, you know, I play just a very basic, you know, PV with you know one sixteen inch and then uh, two eight inches and uh, just a standard head. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. There's not a lot of need for effects. I, yeah. I just kind of want like a clean sound, and then I you know when we do our heavier tunes, like our D tune set, you know, I just basically run that through my guitar and then just kind of go from there. I mean, in my opinion, you know, uh, you know, simple is better. Uh, you you don't want to be over affected. Do you want to have, you don't want to have layers and layers and layers of effects because then, you know, you have to actually play to those effects, Mm -hmm. to get the sound you want. Whereas if you just keep it simple, you can just, play your natural style and everyone has their own natural sound, the way they play individually. Music is very personal to everybody. And, you know, I have a unique sound, you know, I mean, obviously I've never played with a pick. um, uh, And it's just, there's a natural tone to the way I play. And I try to base my sound on that Mm -hmm. as opposed to, Oh God, I got to have, you know, this 17 board thing with all these pedals. And then I have to have 48 heads over here and, you know, uh, it, it uh, to me it makes it way over complicated and it doesn't really work in the end because it doesn't really show uh, you don't really get the sound from what you are projecting yeah. through your system yeah, yeah so, I? you know i, I play a very basic PV setup um and then when when I go through like the p a system uh, when we when we play bigger events, uh I would basically have my brother run it and just make sure that my sound is that, and uh cool, you know. Yeah, you know less is more sometimes
0: oh uh, no I agree especially with with bass uh you know because I, I, I've yeah I, I've uh you know because I did play bass in one band for a while um and I I used um an ampeg combo which I liked a lot it had the nice yeah. kickback feature so you know the, it was kind of your own monitor too um but yeah. uh but uh Clintster, what about you uh uh amplification wise
4: well, uh, in uh, right here, I've got a, a Fender Rumble 15 bass amp. Uh, it's little, but it uh, it puts out a, a really nice, very solid tone. And I can, if I crank it up, it it'll shake the windows a little bit. So, nice. uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I it, yeah. Fender amps are nice too. I it, that's great. I mean, because you guys are mentioning all this stuff, and I'm like, there's nothing I, bad I can say about any of these brand names of the gear because I've played with all of it, and I, I like all of it. It because again, like every player has their own style. Every 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 instrument kind of influences or informs your style from you know from uh, instrument to instrument. But Clint, are, are you a pick or a pick or no pick bass player?
4: I am no pretty much no pick uh, I try I've tried to use the pick but um, I just don't like I it's like I'm it's kind of like the old, old excuse for, uh, not wearing a condom, you know, it's like <laughs> I was, I kind of, I kind exactly. of, I, <laughs> <my exact> <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I totally saw that coming. <laughs> I was,
5: I was like, he's going to,
0: I was going to say, he's going to say, it's like wearing a shower in a raincoat or or, or a raincoat in the shower, isn't he? So pretty uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> now because I started playing on guitar before I started playing bass, you know, um, because uh, I've uh, you know, i always loved playing bass, but I never really owned my own bass. Uh, I would always play friends' basses, and I'd play bass on recordings and stuff. But because I started on guitar, I can't even think about playing with my fingers. So I have to use a pick, use a really heavy-gauge pick. And um, I actually use a really heavy-gauge ga- pick on, on uh, guitar. What about you, Bob? What kind of uh, pick do you use?
3: I tend to use a... a f- fairly thin pick um mm-hmm. because i'm not particularly adept at picking and so a thin thin pick is a little bit more forgiving if i yeah you know if, if i kind of miss a string i don't jam it down into the you know don't bring <laughs> down <the> pick, uh, <laughs> pick, pick up or something yeah um the, the, so, I, I will say I, I my first band i was in i did play bass and um you know i had a trainer amp for that and the and cabinet but i played uh yeah, we were kind of an 80s early 80s band, you know, playing that kind of music. And uh, so I did play a pick a lot. I um, it would sort of depend on the song. If it was like a slower song, I'd play with the fingers. If it was like a, you know, like a B-52 style song, then I'd mm-hmm. play with a pick. And I used a heavy, you know, very stiff pick for the bass cuz it gave mm-hmm. it a really percussive kind of plunk, 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 which is kind of what you really needed. Yeah. Um for that for that style of music. Um and occasionally, I, I've even used like a quarter as a pick, which gives mm-hmm. a really metallic kind of. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It, yeah well, it, it's
2: it terrible. terrible
3: it on all, the but. strings. It's terrible on the strings, but it um, it really produces a, a really metallic sound, which is, you know, really good if you want like a super percussive kind of. Uh, yeah. I, I, I okay, did that once um, just goofing oh.
0: around, but uh, real hold on one second, Justin. So, what uh, and, and we'll, we'll this is a good pivot point, uh, but I'll let you make your point. Um, what was uh, what was the name of that first band you were in, Bob?
3: Well, it's funny the, the <laughs> we sort of kept the same name in various forms. Um, so that was uh, I'd have to sort of give you a little prehistory if, if that if we're at that point in the discussion. Uh, yeah, I mean, cause we're going to start, we're going to move, move to
0: first, uh, first bands here, uh, but, uh, I, I, but, hold, well here, let's let Justin make his point real quick. I don't want him to forget. And then we'll go back to your first band. Well, go, go ahead, Justin.
2: Well, yeah, I know I'm, I'm getting old, so I will forget, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> Me I just want to make a point, you know, oh. when you're talking about percussive on the bass, you know, um, playing the drums, you know, by no means, I'm not like a quote unquote drummer, but I can play them, but bass is extremely percussive and obviously Mm -hmm. your rhythm section drives the band. And, you know, uh, with a pick, I could never get the same feel, um, being percussive as I can with, you know, just naturally picking with my, you know, I I don't use four fingers. I use three fingers in my thumb. Uh Um, and, but I could never really get that percussive feel because you can control how hard you pull a string on each individual finger to get a certain percussive sound like, you know, if they're popping on the toms on certain fills or, and you, you know, you're doing rhythm section too, because the bands I played in, there was only, there was only four of us. I've always played with the same people uh, pretty much forever, except for singers. Um, You know, my brother's a guitar player. And then, you know, Billy's my drummer. And yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I I really do believe now I'm not knocking anybody who plays a pick on the bass, but, it's a whole different feel. It's a whole different sound because you can create and modulate the sounds and the way yeah. you get tones out of strings by picking with your fingers because, um, you know, it's muscle memory and, you know, there's a lot of feel involved where I, I think if you're using a pick, it's kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, robotic. Gotcha. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, hey, Michael Anthony, he's, you know, he does pick with his fingers, but most of the songs he plays are with the pick and he sounds great. But, you know, I've never been to an Iron Maiden concert or a Rush concert and seen Neil, Pe- I'm sorry, not Neil, Pe- uh, Giddy Lee or Steve Harris play with the pick. Yeah. And their feel their feel is incredible. And, and mm-hmm. I just think it makes a big difference as a, you know, if you're a bass player, you should use your hands. I mean, you know, do pick with. So that one. Gotcha. My. All right, cool. So
0: so Bobber, all right. The, 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 we're going to wrap up this first half of the show talking about our first band since you mentioned your first band. Get well, all right, what what's what back history do we need to know about this band and in, in the name?
3: So, so there was sort of a pre the, the pre-history was that fresh out of college me I and mean, the the drummer you know and, and another friend um and and it put together put together Band with this bass player who was fairly well known in Atlanta at the time, and she she was, had played in a previous band that was pretty pretty well known. So we thought, you know, this was our ticket. And you know, the band didn't. It ended up falling apart after one gig because she was an alcoholic and just bad bad stuff. But mm. we didn't really have a name when we played, and and so we were somebody yelled, you know, what's the name of the band? And and she just said. Uh, call us the beggars because you know we're always begging for cigarettes and and, and beer, and so after that broke up, I you know, mean the drummer got together with a couple other guys and we decided to call ourselves the new beggars. Ah, <laughs> we. I like that so, name. So we were the new beggars for a while, and then um, you know there was some more, uh, some more. Uh, we broke up. No, I was I was playing bass when we were in the the new beggars, so that was mm-hmm. the name of that. I, I would call that really my first band. And uh, we broke up for maybe six, eight months. Uh, that was when I recorded um, um, Home Cooking. Yeah, that was just that was me, me and the and the one, the other one of the guitar players, and I was doing the bass part. And so, you know, we did that, and then we got the band back together. And so we were. I I'd switched to keyboards at that point. So I, I was the keyboard player, and the, one of the guitar players switched to bass. And since we weren't new anymore, we just. Change it to the, we just dropped the new. And we went back to being beggars, and that's that was us for you know until i was probably a good eight years playing playing that. You didn't go After with that, the old beggars, huh? <laughs> 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 we 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 t- we actually tossed that idea around a little bit, and we we t- we thought about other names, you know. We we kept you know you know how it is when you when you're first getting together with a band, you come up with all these hilarious stupid names for a band, and mm-hmm. everybody somebody always comes out let's call ourselves free beer you know (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) tba (laughs) where (laughs) tba
3: so Uh. so, i mean i went through all that usual stuff we just settled on the beggars because you know we 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 figured out that that's who we are so
0: so uh uh what about you cleanster what was the first band you were ever in
3: Oh, well,
4: uh, it was a long time ago. Um, it was actually a little band that uh, we put together it was during the early 90s, and we were uh, – at the time, I was writing a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually recorded an album of poems, and uh, some of them stand up, and some of them really lay flat. <laughs> But, um, I hear you. Yeah. But there was a, um, we had this festival in the town that I was living in at the time in South Carolina, uh, and, uh, they were looking for acts to play in various venues. And so I talked with a couple of guys who I worked with on the album and we put together a band and we called it pentamination. Okay. Uh, like uh yeah yeah uh and uh so it was a kind of a spoken word uh jazzy sort of thing that we did and
0: it sounds spoken word. It. the name pentamination sounds jazzy and spoken word
4: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, and uh we you know we played a we played a couple of gigs not never really did anything with it yeah. um and uh at the time, I was more into theater than uh music, so i uh never really got any any proper uh rock band creds under my belt mm-hmm. but uh i you know I've just kinda done stuff here and there i i break out a garage band and i'll uh just kind of noodle up noodle some tunes up and you know create uh the rest of the band around what i do so
0: nice yeah so, so justin did you now i know you said that you you've kind of been playing with the same group of guys for the longest time but was there that first band that you know where maybe it didn't you know
2: didn't even really go anywhere or anything well there was the first band and again it was uh, we didn't have a singer <clears throat> um it was just it was, you know, I call him Stampy, my drummer, um, his yeah. Billy Brown, <laughs> and then my brother's a guitar player. And, mm. you know, they said, okay, well, we have a guitar player and a drummer. You need to play the bass. And I really never picked up a bass, and then all of a sudden I picked it up and it was just kind of a natural fit. And so we're playing, and uh, there was no name for that band, but we did play a couple of legendary parties in the San Fernando Valley back in the late 80s and um, early 90s. Nice. um and then we you know i played you know one of my good friends his name he's, he's passed on but his name was shelby craft was a great guitar player and his first band um the drummer was brad wilk and i'm not sure if you're familiar with him but he's the drummer for rage against machine oh okay and um he yeah. Was, yeah he's like he was right up the street from us and we played this huge party with him we opened up for him and just like they're like dude go out and rock and we just did like, uh, I would say, for lack of a better term, like an Ave style, you know, just instrumental music. Nice. Um, and that was big, but the ver- the actual very first real band when it was a real band with the singer and everything was called and Jesus. <laughs> Man, that's a little that. bit of a harsh name, but uh, there were so many of, bands it, with the, the name same. Jesus
0: in the in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, with, with Jesus Lizard, Jesus yeah, Jones. <laughs>
2: yeah. but when you attach Strayjacket to it, it was a little different. Yeah, I like, it. I I like the, it. You know, but yeah, that was a uh, you know that was we had some we actually had some good success with that. We did uh, way back in the day when um, uh, MTV did that Spring Break thing we we played there and things like that and, cool. and but our we evolved from there to basically the core of the band and we just kind of you know went through singers um and uh but yeah that was really if i'm going to say the very first band well actually just me me and todd playing me and todd's my brother playing yeah. in um our garage and just you know the very i will tell you know it was interesting the very first song i could ever play all the way through where I could actually do it was um a rush tune. it was uh a guy remember I mean, the song it was one zero zero song about code oh okay. and that was the very first song I ever learned, and then you know we did a tom Sawyer sort of thing, but then um you know i I know we spoke like kind of you know uh, privately uh I, I know like all the Van Halen people and you know because of my mother being involved with warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. uh one of the other very first songs i learned was hot for teacher cool cool (laughs) and so that was uh you know that was interesting but uh, yeah my very the very first actual band if you want to put a name to it would be straight jack and Jesus.
0: nice okay now i'm gonna get uh, (laughs) the music fits the name put it that way nice okay (laughs) now i will go uh, uh, this is a little bit of my history with with being a musician is I had a bunch of really great friends in high school and we always talked about starting a band and you know, my friend, Scott, he was, he had a drum set. He was going to be the drummer, could never play drums at his house. Couldn't play drums at my house. Couldn't play drums at anybody's house. Um, my (laughs) friends, my friend, Steve was going to be the keyboardist, keyboardist and or bassist. Um, and he moved to Pennsylvania um and then you know there were other uh, there was our other i uh, had another friend steve who was going to be a second guitarist and i was going to be a guitarist and we, everybody and you know and i was the only one that was serious about it but i never had anybody to play with because they they never played you know and nobody was allowed to play anywhere so i was just you know noodling away in my you know my bedroom at home and i was terrible and I loved heavy metal. It, you know, I loved heavy metal so much, and I, I I bought you know all this stuff from Shrapnel Records, all these Shredder things. And I oh still God, I still can't oh. I still can't play God. any of this stuff to this day. But I'm a very very good rhythm guitarist, um, it, for for heavy stuff. You know, power chord rhythm guitarist. I you know, I'm very accurate and very you know concise. Um, I come up with good riffs and stuff like that, but it, and, and I, I was always really good at coming up with riffs like, you know, kind of Sabbathy kind of, you know, whatever, you know, just that those heavy riffs with weird, you know, half steps where there should not ought to be kind of stuff. Um, but you know, so, so I ended up, um, uh, becoming friends with, uh, and I, it's kind of strange to figure out how I became friends. Oh, no, no, no. I, I there was this guy, Dave, who um uh, who we could play at his house because his dad was like a drunk and never home, and his mom just didn't care. You know, And so we used to go over to his house, play in this filthy bedroom. And then all these other, and then he'd call all these other people, you know, he was like from the next town over and he'd call these other people and he's like, oh yeah, there's this guy, there's this guy, Duck, I know who plays bass. We call him Duck because he walks like a duck. And he really didn't walk like a duck. It was just a mean <laughs> thing to say. And this guy named Duck turned out to be my best friend for over 30 years, uh, almost 30 years, I should say, uh, Mort, who I tried to get on this show, but um, couldn't because um, he's busy, because he's still in a band and he still plays like crazy. Uh, he's in Kill the Hippies. I was in that band too. But our first, my first band with with Mort was my first real band, and it was me on guitar, him on um, bass, this horrible human being named Rob uh, on drums, um, and uh, and we didn't have any cymbals, so Matt rigged up. <laughs> the cage from an oscillating fan. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> How the
2: hell do you not have symbols, okay? Oh. I mean, my God, I have symbols.
0: <laughs> I was, come on. We were, we were like, we were broke-ass teenagers trying to do this, you know. And, and you know, it, it, but, yeah, so our first band, it was called Get Ready For It, Great Name, Freak Show. <laughs> hey, now. Oh, wait. And, <laughs> and, and so, and we sucked, we sucked. And the thing was, um I wanted to play metal. I couldn't play metal. I did like punk rock, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm playing punk rock. <laughs> so, you know, armed with my power chords and uh and pretty decent songwriting abilities, I, you know, we you know, I worked really well with Matt. He he got what I was doing, I got what he was doing. Uh we worked well together. We wrote well together. Um and and then it just became a rotation of who played drums and who was singing. we started with his girlfriend Jessica singing, who was terrible. Um,
2: <laughs> this sounds horrible. It was no, sounds I'm,
0: horrible. Yeah, I'm telling you it was. It was. <laughs> I, I'm being pure, very candid with you right now. Um, And you know, I mean, we had little shitty amps. I had a pink, a hot pink court electric guitar um and a a gorilla (laughs) a gorilla amp probably i don't know 30 watts or something like that uh wow yeah and uh and and yeah and it was it was terrible and and we actually played a show um and it was we played a show at the penguin pub it was where uh the dead boys always used to hang out and play and um they we uh you know we sucked uh yeah and uh We played a show, and uh, we kind of went home really embarrassed. And Mort and I were like, we're going to start playing good with better musicians and get better equipment, and we did. And gradually, we worked up to, you know— uh founding kill the hippies together um with his other girlfriend on base (laughs) she actually could play though um and they're and they're still doing it well they're married now and they still they still go and i just you know i i kind of drifted from that you know they they were you know i was getting married and they wanted to stay in kent ohio and i was like i'm out of here I'll work on my projects on my own time, and then, you know, after we got a house and everything, I, that's when I started Hair Wolf and whatnot, and, you know, that, that's the band I was proudest of, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it was... Tara, Justin, you are correct. It was awful.
2: It was horrible. Well, it sounds awful just because you had to, like, experience that when you're trying to express some type of musical creativity, and yeah. then it sounds like, oh, my God, what... You know, I don't want to... Well, can we cuss on this thing? Is it, like...
0: No fucking swearing.
2: Say like a foul language or
0: no? no? No fucking way. Stop it.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, so it sounds fucked, man. <laughs> it was fucked. <laughs> okay. Freak I'm show. I'm making sure I'm reading it, the situation right. Because, Freak yeah.
0: show. More uh, like fucked show. Uh, so anyway, well, there you go. There's my embarrassing first band history. And I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and take a break um, uh, here. And we're going to come back. And we're going to. Well, I tell you what. I think the perfect segue would be to relive positive uh, moments in our musical history even though I mine arguably was the only negative one
3: here so when we come back when we come I give, back I, I, I w- can give you plenty of plenty of negative ones but
0: yeah yeah sorry. i'm sure <laughs> you know I, there, there there are plenty more of those but we'll, we'll talk about highlights uh, from our musical careers as it were when we come back on the musicians roundtable right here on indie media weekly don't go anywhere on this break we're gonna hear three songs from three members of the musicians roundtable coming up first a fan favorite here on indie media weekly invisible by bobber after that a tune that justin played bass on called reload and then one of my favorite songs that i've ever done truth destroyed truth not destroyed by airwolf coming right up right here
3: kiss you
1: in the mouth hey this is brad friedman from bradblog.com and the bradcast heard right here on indie media weekly thanks for supporting
0: truly independent media right here on indie media weekly get ready for the fastest two hours in radio Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower.
6: Hi, I'm Tim Cormor, host of The Tim Cormal Show.
1: Uh, I think we just lost another clown car.
7: Tune in for the Tim Coramall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
1: IndyMediaWeekly.com.
7: Extraterrestrial radio, all the power
6: without the tower.
0: Light out, everybody. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower.
1: Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program to people who aren't careful what they say. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity.
6: Yeah,
2: hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready. For the
3: show! No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works.
2: Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Frutti ice cream.
0: A viable and modern source for news and entertainment.
2: Hey, gang,
0: have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this,
2: you are the resistance. My mind is aglow. Whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, right, right. And now to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out.
7: You can do
5: it.
0: Welcome back to this special presentation of Turn Up the Night. Here comes part two of our musicians roundtable with myself, Bobber. Flintster and Justin, and be sure to stick around for the end of the show where I call through the archive for some funnier moments from what the hell is that sound and the Mad Libs. And welcome back to the Indie Media Weekly Musicians Roundtable, uh, uh, segment two of our discussion here. This is very exciting. Of course, uh, my good friend Bobber in D.C. is here. Uh, of course, you can be heard on Turn Up the Night. With me, Rain and Joe on Fridays. Welcome back, sir. Hello, hello. And my good friend Clintster joining us again. Uh, one of two bass gurus on the program tonight. Howdy, guys. Thumping on the bass, and <laughs> and of course, uh, <laughs> Justin is rejoining us as well. Uh, and thanks. This is a this is a lot of fun, Justin.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. I I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's uh, a lot of fun
0: yeah nice so uh i think we'll we'll start with clint this round um and um uh, talk about uh some highlights maybe uh, uh you got to play a gig with somebody you admire or there was just a gig that was amazing or, or you got to jam with somebody whatever that might be uh clint uh do you have a highlight uh, you'd like to share with everybody
4: well uh i gotta think about this um i think Probably one of, one of my highlights as far as performance, uh, may have come uh, strangely enough, it was during a, a cast party for a play that I was doing. And uh, somebody had heard about, uh, my, about my poetry band that I had. Mm-hmm. and they persuaded me to get up and do <coughs> um, do a couple of my couple of my poems, uh, which I did. And then they said, can you think of anything else to do? And I, I said, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and this is about the time that Dennis Leary had started getting popular. Okay. Uh, and you know, he, uh, he had an album that was basically his, uh, his up act and, uh, a few songs on that. And one of them was a song called asshole. Oh yeah. That's and, classic. <laughs> Imagine and, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and huh. so i i remembered it uh and i i played you know we played it and i you know i did the vocals and i really just kind of let my inner uh my inner asshole out at that point <laughs> and <laughs> um sounds therapeutic when i was yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was always kind of like this mousy, quiet guy who, you know, kind of sits in the corner, parties, and watches everybody else make fools of themselves and whatever. But uh, uh, when I finished, everybody was just kind of like looking at me, staring, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I said, What? At that point, everybody just started cheering. I was like, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right thanks, thanks. I'm going to go get my beer and go hide for a little bit now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but after after I did it, I actually looked back on it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that was great. I could be a you know a, a front man if I wanted to, but uh, unfortunately, I never got my, my gumption up to actually uh, get into a band and do something like that so
0: well we, we need to start the indie media weekly super group and uh we'll 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 all we'll trade off on vocal duties so hey uh, i'm <laughs> i'm hip that's nice going. let's do it nice. well, <laughs> long distance collaboration uh, yeah. unless we all go to bobbers for beer fest this uh this summer so do it <laughs> yeah and uh so what about you bobber you have a, a a big highlight uh from in the realm of gigging or or jamming
3: i don't know that i have a, a single big highlight i've got several pretty cool highlights um and i won't spend too much time on any anyone in particular um one one thing that was pretty cool we had, our band had won a Battle of the bands and the, the prize was five hours of studio time at, at a pretty nice studio wow. a little studio in Atlanta just your sound and um <clears throat> so we go in there to uh, we you know schedule the time five hours we're going to go in there and just knock out a song i mean five hours isn't a lot of time to yeah set up record mix down you know etc so we we you know we had the song we were going to blast through it so we go walking in and standing there in the lobby is tony iomi oh no shit <laughs> oh. <sighs> yes oh my god and that was like we're all just got all of our jaws just hit the floor um <laughs> And so the the studio had like a big studio and then like a little small studio and of course we had the little small studio. Yeah. But at, at that same time, Black Sabbath was in there recording some stuff. I mean, not the same actual time. I mean, they were they were coming in much later in the day and you know than we were. What year? Um, what year was yeah, this? Yeah, so we got stuff. Um, this was probably that was mid '80s, I guess. I don't well, remember that the, mid to – later mid-80s maybe that was pro. i'm
0: wondering what lineup it was it was probably either glenn hughes or well it had to be glenn hughes or tony martin or one of the singers in between so they had ray gillen for a while at that point too but wow that's did you did anybody say hey you want to you want to play a solo on this track
3: (laughs) (laughs) nobody did that it wasn't that that type of song so it would have been would been I would have made they, it that type that, of song if if I
0: could get Tony Iommi I would have done whatever.
3: <laughs> that's they, awesome uh, though. I know. And then uh we yeah, we missed uh, Prince by like 2 weeks. He'd been in there 2 weeks previous. They, they told us that he came in uh in, in full makeup stage costume and to record, you know, stuff. I guess helped wow. him get in the uh the mood or whatever. Wow, that's um, crazy. So that was cool. I'm gonna open yeah, the up one cool my- thing that 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 comes to mind is that our very first real gig as as a real band when we were the new beggars and I was playing bass um, it was a place called the Beast Joe, which no longer exists in atlanta and um, it was kind of a it was kind of a cool happening place I mean we used to go there to watch other bands play, and so it's like all right, we get to play this on the same stage as these other people you know, oh which yeah it's always neat and um, And so it was our first gig. We we had just enough songs for our set. You know, Mm -hmm. we had—I think we had like eleven or thirteen songs, and that was it. You know, we were all original band, so I mean, we we'd had these songs, we're ready to go. We played our set, we played all our songs, we get off, and the crowd wants us. You know, they're they're giving us a an ovation. They want us to come back for an encore, (laughs) and we didn't have any more songs. And so, yeah, we're saying, well. We play. We can play this one. It's 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 not quite ready yet, but we can we could go through it, and or we can play one of our songs over again. And and one of the guys in the band was like, "No, no, man, that's Amateur Hour. we we can't do that. No." So we we never did actually
0: come back out for it. Leave wanting more. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, uh, Bobber, I'm I have my Black Sabbath collection, uh, my CD collection right beside me, and I flipped open uh, the Seventh Star, which was supposed to be. Tony Iomi's solo album, but the Warner Brothers pressured him to call it Black Sabbath. Um, and it says recorded at Cheshire Sounds Studios, Atlanta. Yep. So that that was the session you saw. So exciting. Well, we didn't 19- really,
3: like said, so yeah, we was- didn't really see the session. He we just saw him in the lobby, and that was that was well it. still. That's that's impressive. I like that. That was that so. was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so oh, alright. Now, Justin, I know you you've got We've already talked about some crazy stuff, uh, you know. You living in California and everything, you were kind of uh, in the in the eye of the hurricane in, of '80s music out there. But what what did you want to? Um, w- w- what's your w- one of your highlights? You want to talk about?
2: Well, <clears throat> highlights of who I played with or who I've met, uh, and who it's, I've been it, around. It's uh, entirely up kind to of blends, but okay. So, well, I should tell the Ingvae story, right? Yeah, do that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm in high school. This is in 1987. I was a junior. Um, so, obviously, I'm old as, like, dirt, but that's okay. So, you know, there's a, just, there was a Dunkin' Donuts on. right by... Pardon?
0: I said, you're the same age as me. Come on. We're, we're not that old. Okay,
2: So we're, we're collectively that old. So yeah. anyway, so, <laughs> you know, there was a donut shop I'd stop by, um, you know, it was right by the 7-Eleven and it was right on the way to school and we'd stop by, I'd go there, you know, and so I'm in there and it's, it was ironic because it happened every Thursday and I'm in the donut store and I'm like, wow, that guy looks familiar. And, you know, if you didn't know who he was, you probably wouldn't because back in that time, it was like, you know, that was the release of his first album. It was Engve Malmstein. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's Engve. I'm like, God, dark star. I mean, I got to talk to you about this because I want to know how you did this, but anyway, so I'm like, wow. And so I just walked over. I'm like, Engve He's like, yeah. And so, he was there like literally every Thursday morning. Uh, and I would have balance with him from basically, you know, uh, the beginning of my junior through high in high school through my senior And he would be there every Thursday and we'd chat and he would, you know, say what he's working on. And it was just so stunning. And it was the one thing that stunned me about it was literally nobody else recognized him except me. But then I yeah. started bringing my, you know, I, I obviously about my brother, and then obviously I brought my drummer to meet him, and it's like he was just like totally a normal just dude and sitting there, and you know he wasn't all on his leathers and all the stuff like you see him on, you know, sure. when he's playing. He was just, you know, you know, jeans and shorts and whatever. And he just he liked Dunkin' Donuts in the coffee. <laughs> nice. So, you know, I got to picking Engvall Malmsteen's brain for a couple of years. And and I should
0: I should just tell a, any of our listeners who don't know who Ingve Ingve J Malmsteen is, uh, he basically is the guy who single handedly invented uh, neoclassical heavy metal guitar.
2: Yeah, no, he is the founder uh, and forever will be, and he's been copied, but he'll never be. You know, he is the founder. It's like you know, he changed music in the same way Eddie Van Halen changed guitar. Yeah. He just did it in a different style. He did it with neoclassical or like, I mean, he could literally, you know, do Beethoven's fifth on the guitar Mm -hmm. and it would be perfect. And he literally changed everything. But, you know, the one thing that I'm always amazed that what he accomplished was he got the musicians around him that could do all the parts on the background form, the drums, the bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to the syncopation parts with the keyboards and him and the drums and the bass at the same time. I mean, these musicians are beyond talented. It's oh like, yeah. It, it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend, but you know, it was just so funny. I was 17 years old and I'm like, when I walked in and I, I swear, when I walked in cause I, I, I would go there because, you know, I guess I can say this, you know, you know, I, I you know, smoked a lot of pop back in the day. And I smoked pop before I high school and, uh, and so I'm like the munchies. And so I'm like, Hey, I'm just gonna go, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God, is that anyway? I'm like looking at him <laughs> like that can't, I mean, I, I, I had this like giant conundrum in my mind of going, it looks like in I swear to God it's Ingve, but is it actually him? And do I walk over to this person and say, are you in And so I said, you know what? Hey, I'm an idiot and uh, whatever I get rejected. Um, He's not, but he goes, yeah. I'm like, Oh, cool. That's
0: great. That's really cool.
2: Take a seat. He's like, we were like, take a seat. And I'm like, all right. He asked me if I played. I said, yes, I do. And he goes, Oh, that's great. And this, it just, it it was.
0: That's surreal. I don't think that is
2: really happened in today's world.
0: Yeah. That's just (laughs) surreal. And seriously, ingve and donuts, two of my favorite things i mean you know (laughs)
4: but uh his
2: two favorites were his two favorites were crawlers with the pink on it and then he loved chocolate old fashions
0: wow very cool (laughs) so and i actually had i had uh his second uh second singer after jeff scott soto left was mark bowles who sang on the trilogy album and subsequently came back to sing the trilogy album was uh, fantastic yeah yeah um well mark Bowles, uh he's from youngstown and uh he he uh i've, I've spoken to him on facebook and um uh, uh and i was like oh wow you're from youngstown and he's like yeah and i was like what was you? and he said his first band was was laser with a z and i was like hey did you used to shop at new york music was the music store in youngstown I'm like how much time did you spend at new york music and he's like a lot so uh so it's a fun small world connection there too um, but, uh, uh, do you, do you have a quick story about, uh, jamming you, you want to share, uh,
2: me, uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Kenny. Uh, yeah, no, well, you know, the one thing, um, there's a very famous recording studio here and it's really close to where I grew up at. And I do want to give a shout out to somebody who's passed on. And he was the one that allowed us to play meaning my brother, and uh, uh, Billy is Dan. He was the greatest jazz saxophone player I've ever seen in my life. And he lived across the street from me. And he was the father of my drummer. And he had the greatest jazz band. And they played every Thursday and Saturday. And the talent, I mean, they were older. I mean, this is back when I was like, you know, you know, 12 to, you know, 25 and the talent they had gene stone on the drums was his, it looked like his hands didn't even move but okay he, he was a phenomenal drummer they played all the standards and everything and mm-hmm. you know um and then you know dan was the greatest saxophone player i've ever seen and probably the biggest honor of my life was <clears throat> one night dan goes hey man um you know bob's not gonna be your night." I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, Bob can't make it he goes, you want to sit in and play? And so I had to play the upright bass, fretless upright, for wow. a jazz band that was pretty, you know, he played, he came from New York and he played with cats like, you know, he played with the old cats then, uh, wow. you know, back in the 60s and 70s. And he's an amazing, they were all amazing musicians. They're like, well, Dan, I don't know if I can do it. He goes you've always been able to do it just go and do it and so i got to sit in and play for one night with uh dan Storacci and um his band and that was truly a a life-altering event and i bet that sounds like, amazing the cool thing is is no it was beyond amazing i mean you know they had i mean it was a full jazz band i mean i'm not talking like you know truth or three people i'm talking 10 you know, full horn section, we're talking drums, we're talking bass, we're talking pianist, you know. And, um, you know, the leader of the band was the sax player, which was Dan. And um, unfortunately, he, he, he left the world uh, about five years ago. Um, and he was beyond a musical inspiration. Um, but the funny thing, you know, the guy, one of the guys had played without out of this was when we were recording our first, uh, our really first real album with Stray Jacket and with John on vocals. We recorded at a place called FM station. Okay. Did that ring a bell? No. no. One of the most famous recording studios. It's one of the most famous recording studios in the world. Uh, Steely Dan did most of their work there. Oh, okay. And I'm a big Steely Dan head. And so we were recording up there and, you know, Donald Sagan walks in oh <laughs> and we just got done and we're like we're like whoa wow i'm like oh my god that's almost fucking say right there <laughs> and so you know and he's like you know he was there and we were walking out but you know he was listening he was like Wow, it sounds good it's totally different from he plays sure and he actually's like hey you know you you want to jam and i'm like <laughs> i didn't even know what to say i, I literally was like i don't even, i didn't even know what to say i mean what do you i mean because at, at that time i think i was um 19 yeah and i'm like um y- yeah mr fagan and um he goes well you know so we went in and we just did a sta- uh, you know an old standard jazz standard And, uh, you know, we just, it was about, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I actually, and he's like, wow, that's hip, man. And that's, that was exactly all of what he said. And I'm like, I was just like, (laughs) I had to pick my job off the floor because it's Donald Sagan.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're a big Steely Dan (laughs) fan, that's kind of,
2: you know, they wrote Nirvana. Yeah. I don't know. They were at the peak of their powers and Steely Dan, I mean. Yes, I'm a you know I play hard rock. I'm big into metal and all that. But Steely Dan, I mean, come on, those guys are god. Smooth. And so my jaw was like, I literally had to scrape my jaw off the floor. And I'm like, it, you know, because the recording studio was really like, mm-hmm. it was only like five minutes from my house. It's in a really innocuous place in Calabasas. And nice. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that would be of who I played with, that would be the one, you know, well, outside of Dan. Yeah. Donald. Well, Favon, that, those, that would be those, the those, one yeah, that I would mark.
0: Very nice standout moments. Indeed. Um, I, I have, um, I have three little brief claims to fame. <laughs> uh, the, the first one I'll talk about is, uh, you know, you remember I talked about that, uh, show we played, uh, in my first band at the penguin pub in Youngstown. Well, after we got better, Uh, we started getting more gigs opening up for other local punk acts and, uh, we got a phone call from the owner of the bar and they said, Hey, um, Gigi Allen and his band are coming through town and we wanted to know if you wanted to open for him. Now for anybody who doesn't know who Gigi Allen was, he was terrifying. He was basically like the mass murderer of punk. <laughs> so uh, he never murdered anybody that I know of. But he was very gross and very creepy. And much of this I did not know at that moment. All right. So, so Gigi Allen comes through. He used to throw poop at the audience and stuff like that, which I didn't know until later. Um, uh, he'd bludgeon himself in the forehead with a microphone until he bled. He would get off stage and attack people and punch them and, you know. Uh, assault women things like that all of this again did not know until after the fact um uh, but he said uh you know the the owner of the bar said hey yeah you know uh but they need to borrow somebody's equipment and and one of the guys in the band i think it was matt actually he's like oh yeah we got to do this we got to do this we got to do this no matt wasn't in that band it was it was a uh, it was the other band i was in a band called plastic man at the time i believe and um so yet we're like Oh, our singer, yeah, that's what it was. Our singer was the one who did it. And he was a horrible person, too. But we um, we said, yeah, okay, they can use our gear, and um we'll, you know, we'll open for him. That's fine. And so we played the show. He got up on stage. Um, I was terrified the entire time he was on stage. Um I was standing in the back of the the venue. And when they was done with his show, after he'd initiated several brawls during his performance, uh, he proceeded to trash our equipment.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, <man. laughs> he trashed the pa system he trashed the microphones oh, he trashed God. our stuff and his band didn't walk out with a single fucking penny that day uh the sound guy gave us enough money to to get our gear and i don't i don't know how this happened but our drummer at that time sweet little young man named rob who i'm still friends with great guy um he um he I swear to God, he took his entire drum kit out in one trip <laughs> by himself <laughs> because it was like the drums were there, and then I saw him run, and the drums were gone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, and and so I, I actually got my amp fixed under warranty uh, because when he kicked it off, the it was sitting on a, on a chair. It was a, it was like a two 12-inch speaker deal, and they had it mic'd. Kicked it off, and then the, the plug... Uh, kind of basically acted like a crowbar when it hit the floor and pried the connectors away from the circuit board. Uh, and that was pretty much it. But I got a fix under warranty and I got some extra money. And, um, did you want to say something, Susan, about this? I was just going to say those were pre-internet days. Oh, pre-internet Sorry, days. Now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, pre-internet days. So we really didn't um know about who Gigi allen was so So that that happened
2: right (laughs) yeah so
0: so that happened uh that was that and and we all let it happen so but Gigi allen died on that tour uh he overdosed and died on that tour and Mm. uh don't you think a bunch of us were real sad when we heard about that <laughs> uh oh, yeah. but yeah he was a, he was a bad man uh and you know and breaking our equipment was the least of it uh so uh flash forward many many years later um I uh, actually was on back in the days of myspace, i started and this is kind of almost how i started doing podcasts and everything is because i would request interviews with musicians who weren't were kind of on the outs you know um and at one point i started talking to question mark from question mark and the mysterians i think he was living in michigan at the time and i started chatting him up and he's a really cool fun guy uh, and then I started talking to him on the phone and he had a weird obsession with Charles Atlas too, by the way, I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> um, Charles Atlas, well. he, we, we talked about Charles, the old Charles Atlas, like comic book he adds a lot over the phone. He's like, I wonder what that was all about. And I was like, I, I <laughs> dynamic tension, <laughs> flexing, <laughs> <laughs> not letting bullies kick sand in your face. I don't know. Question mark, but do you want to come play in Youngstown? So I, I I made an in with this guy uh, who ran a club. I think he he still might run runs a club in Lakewood, Ohio, which is ten minutes away from here, called the Winchester. And he has a lot of like class, uh, you know, classical artists come through. You know, classic artists, I should say. I went to see Alan Holdsworth there before. Uh, who's oh Pete? god, Alan Holdsworth? Yeah, oh, yeah, Pete. <clears throat> Pete Best's band played wow. there. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, you know, so, you know, and all kinds of, you know, and so he was really interested in the show. And I said, all right, well, I want to play it. And um, I want my friends, Lords of the Highway, to play. They're kind of a, a heavy rockabilly act, uh, who I was in bands with members of as well. But um, but so, in, and it was the dad of rock. It was the precursor to Hairwolf. Was And so I booked this show. They came down. I I think I got them like 900 bucks for playing the show or something like that, which wasn't bad, but it was cool to hear, you know, 96 tears in uh, uh, but in another positive experience is they used our equipment too. And guess what? They didn't break any of it. So, (laughs) um, it was very nice. And, and from my understanding, all of the, at this time in this show had to have been at least. 12 years ago I think it was maybe around 2005 2006 um and all the original members I believe were still in the band the original Mysterians were all there maybe like one member had changed I don't remember but um but yeah so it was it was kind of nice because he had just actually he um his house burned down like shortly before that so I was kind of trying to help him out and get him some more money because he was kind of destitute. So, but that was the, that was a, the big, uh, big one. And a, a quick one off before we change gears is, uh, I got to back, um, Chuck Mosley, the original singer of faith, no more. Um, oh. the, we care a lot, yeah. um, you know, from their first, uh, first two albums, I believe the, the self-titled one and introduce yourself, um, before yep. they got Mike Patton and blew up, um, but, uh, yeah, he lived in, um, he, he passed away, I believe last year, um, friends with his, uh, his widow Pip on uh, Facebook, but, uh, he was hanging out a lot at this place where we we were playing shows and we played a band, uh, played a show. I believe it was the dad of rock again. So th- it was right around the same time. Cause we were pretty active we, you know, that was the. That and Harewolf, we were pretty active. But, um, uh, yeah, so he we opened up for him. And he was doing a thing where it was just like him and a keyboardist. And he was like, "Hey, man, would you guys back us up on this song?" And I'm like, "What are the notes?"
2: <laughs> yeah, what key and what time signature? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, well, that for that, I just go with the flow. I'm just like, "Tell me the notes. What are the chords?" And uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll we'll go in from there. You start it. We'll we'll join in and uh and it was really cool it was really cool because i i I really admire uh his work especially the first faith no more album before they were signed to uh i forget what label they were on but um uh, before i think electra is where they got signed to but before they were on electra they had one on on more damn records more damn records. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and uh, and I really wanted to do um, a song with him. Uh, they, there's a song called "As the Worm Turns." On that, that I I really wanted to try and do with him, and we knew the music for it. But he's like, "Oh man, I don't remember the lyrics." And I was like, "Oh, let me see if I can write them down." You know, because we didn't have a printer, and I was looking on the internet. But it never. We just didn't have time to do it. But uh, we did get to back him on one song. So th- those are those are my three uh, favorite stories. Uh one horrible, awesome, one helpful and one completely awesome. Um so
2: Hey, can I interject one thing here real quick? Sure, go you ahead. Mind? It's uh about seeing a gig. Um there's a little place, it's in Universal City, right across from Universal Studios. It's called the Baked Potato. You ever okay. heard of that? No, huh. That place? Nope. It is the gnarliest, funkiest jazz place you'll ever be in your life. And they call it the baked potato because they serve you potatoes the size of footballs filled with (laughs) whatever you want. I love it. Chili, this and that. And it's been there for like 50 years, man. And it is like a Mecca of jazz and blues. I mean, that place its very small. I think maybe a hundred people tops and you all have your own table. And, but Mm. So about, um, because you, you know, you mentioned Al Halsworth and I got me, you know, this, but you ever heard of a band called Return to Forever?
0: No, I haven't. Yeah,
2: Chick Corea, Lenny White, Stanley Clark, you know.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I know those names.
2: So those guys, I mean, this was the very first original jazz fusion band that was formed. And they did it back in the 70s. And if you don't know it, I highly recommend you go buy it and listen to it because the music is stunning. And so they hadn't played for years. And mm-hmm. this was, uh, God, back in the mid-90s. And I heard rumor that they were going to be playing at the Baked Potato. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on uh, just a whim and just hopefully they are there. And they were there. And my God. Stanley Clark, you know, he is, he was the original jazz fusion bass player. Yeah. And I mean, he can play anything. I don't care, you know, whatever. Uh, and then you got, you know, Lenny White on drums, Um, and you know, Lenny White, he's a lefty. So this set was, his kit was set up different and it just looked different. had a different feel. And then, you know, you got Chick Corea and I mean, uh, it just was, mind-boggling, cool. and they, you know, they, they reunited for a gig there, and they recently reunited for a, a, a show up in Canada about three years ago, but you know, it's so funny, because here in California, the, the music community is really vibrant, and you get, like, things like that. Like, I live really close to a place called the Canyon Club.
0: Uh, I'm and, familiar with that.
2: Um, yeah, Yvonne Malmsteen played there on 125, of this yeah. year, and I went yeah. and watched them. Nice. <laughs> and so it's just like It's a, it's a small place. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have to buy dinner. It's like, but it's, but again, you know, you could see these. I mean, incredible musicians. Um, You know, like again, if you haven't listened to Return to Forever, you know, I highly recommend you go and get their first album All and right. just listen to it. And you listen to the gorgeousness of it. It's like, okay. it's mind numbing.
0: All right. Well, uh, I will definitely check it out, but we're getting, we're getting towards the end here. So I think we should go with a short topic. Uh, and, um, I I thought, you know, I thought maybe about doing the whole desert Island albums, but you know, that's, that's too, that's too, it's hard to narrow because I know we all love a lot of music, but I'll just say, let's, let's say, um, maybe, uh, like four or five artists. We'll start with you, Clint, that if you don't have them in your life, you need them in your life. Recommendations from Cluster.
4: All right. Four or five artists here. Okay. Um, If you don't have them, get them. Let's see. Uh, First one that kind of comes to mind for me is Living Color.
0: Uh, Ah, love it. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Vernon Uh, Reed. uh, they, mm -hmm. Uh, they, uh, They really impressed me with their debut album which was came out 30 years ago this year actually and um Love they're it. still making great music they put out uh, a blues inspired album uh, this past year um i can't think of what it, the title of it is at the moment but it's out there
0: <laughs> you know uh, what's funny what's funny is uh thinking of you talking about your performance of asshole and now living color is they have a great song called asshole from an album from i think the early 2000s it's really good you are an asshole it's really good <laughs>
4: yeah um let me see who else here um afghan wigs uh i think is a really underrated ba- band from the 90s um Greg Dooley, uh incredible vocalist um and uh if you were going to get one album from that um from that time period it would have to be gentlemen uh just incredible album. Uh great uh enigmatic songwriting. It's just it's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um let me see. Metal. Uh if it ain't motorhead, it ain't shit. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> put it right there. Right out in front of everybody. Um <laughs> forever, man. Uh <laughs> And, um, last but not least, I'm going to have to say, um, there is no, there's no rock without Rolling Stones, uh, and, uh, you know, if, uh, if you need an album to put into your collection and you don't have it, uh, I would highly recommend getting, um, uh, let it bleed uh, just absolutely classic albums there you go
0: nice nice what about you bobber wow
3: well, it's really tough because my interests are all over the place um so <clears throat> i think one of the the bands that really first got me into interested in playing rock and roll was aerosmith and i think it's a combination of the songwriting and the and the tonality of, of that they got out of their instruments, mm-hmm. the lyrics, the just the whole feel of everything of what they played. I mean, Joe Perry has always been one of my favorite guitar players. He's he's not flashy or or like super, you know, uh, technical. But he be just the sound that he gets is just it's something I've always always reached for. Um, Little
0: trivia for you: the very first song I heard uh, the very first time I ever was stoned. With sweet emotion in it blew my mind. <laughs> 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 like, what is going on? <laughs> oh. <Hey, no>, I <laughs> went over to this guy's house. He's like, Do you feel high? Do you feel high? Do you feel high? Okay, listen to this.
3: <laughs> yeah, now I'm stoned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but go my, ahead. Go my, ahead. My, it, yeah, so uh, like the 80s music, like the whole songwriting. Uh, thing uh, one of my my big influences xtc oh um, nice i did I know not know that a lot know of people that. aren't familiar with they they got so many good songs yeah and the the musicianship is just exquisite on on their albums
0: yeah what's uh, the what's the one with uh you really super super girl um xtc yeah i know that's the band Suze uh that is it like oranges and lemons
3: yeah oranges and lemons was their those their, <laughs> their kind of their big their biggest hit album
0: yeah, uh, they had uh, of Simpleton" and "Dear God." Uh, that so
3: was on, Sky, oh, Skylarking. Uh,
0: Susan's Susan's chiming in from the other
3: room. Skylarking. Yeah, sorry. Skylarking. Yep, Ryan. <clears throat> but uh, um, continue, uh, Thomas so. Dolby was always one of my my heroes. Uh, from the from a keyboard Quiet! standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you hear some of his, like like the the Flat Earth is just an incredible album.
0: Um, nice. I'll have to check that t- out because I do like that that. You know, I know that there's a lot of artists that I knew as one hit wonders in the eighties, but then, you know, you go back and you listen to their deeper stuff. Like people like Gary Newman, you know, had a mm. wonderful breadth of, uh, a catalog, you know, outside of just cars, you know, but go ahead. Um,
3: how, how many do, do I get to choose? Uh, you Five, can do you said? Yeah, as much as you yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, Let's see. I lost my train of thought. Um, so, don't we? Um, well, I mean, Bowie. Come on, David Bowie. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> that's almost almost a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, and then if we want to go something. Another style of music I really like is funk. And so mm-hmm. I think Parliament Funkadelic is one of those bands that they just have uh, just so much, you know, the just so much good stuff. So many good players that they that played with them. Yeah very cool uh you got one more um let's see uh if we're gonna go back to the 80s i'd say mm, see i think for me like 90s i I mean there's bands that i've liked but none that have really just you know i'm kind of surprised
0: you didn't say the replacements for some reason i had you pegged as a replacements fan
3: um yeah, no, not, not so much. I mean, there's other bands that I really like, like yeah. um, Echo and the Bunny Men, Talking Heads. Oh, okay. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I could throw some of those in there. I I think Talking Heads is, is probably a, another really, um, I mean, to me, if, if you uh, stop making sense, the concert mm-hmm. movie, probably, the, I'd say it's like the best concert movie I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them
0: you know there's that one song that i love by them uh that is is probably one of their most underrated songs and what is it covered with flowers is that what the name of it is uh mm. this was a parking lot now it's all covered with flowers or something like that this was a pizza hut <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like i don't know if you remember that song um
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I'm always a good one. I'm good at at, at songs. I've, I've always been terrible at remembering the names or the lyrics. Yeah. So. But uh, nice, nice, good uh, eclectic selection
0: there. Uh, so uh, all right, uh, Justin, here's your go. Uh, give us four or five. If uh, if you don't have it in your life, you need it in your life. Music.
2: Well, that's kind of funky. Um, but you know, first of all, Van Halen won. Change the world. Mm. That is like top of the world. Uh, you know, I mean, the entire tone of that album, and I'm a little connected to it because my mom worked at Warner Brothers with Ted Templeton, and I know the guys. But even if I didn't know and didn't have that background with them, that album changed music forever. And mm. it was because of Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing. And that's pretty much, in my mind, a you know, pretty simple fact. Um, but another album that I couldn't live without and I was there when it came out and I actually know the guys, I used to hang out with them down at the Roxy and, you know, the whiskey and shit is Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Ah. That as a debut album was incredible. It's hard to, the only one I can compare it to would be Van Halen 1 Mm -hmm. in my lifetime. Okay. Um, but then, you know, I couldn't, you know, we'll, we'll leave that there. I couldn't live without, um, you know, like Iron Maiden's peace of mind or their life after death. I saw them on oh, our tour. I love yeah, life after live without, death. I, I can't live without Iron Maiden just because my God, not just beyond the musicianship, but mm-hmm. just what they're talking about and what they're saying, especially with Dickinson um yeah you know I, I i couldn't go without that and um another one which might be kind of off the rails is pat benatar's first album cool. if you listen to some of the stuff on the b side you know like you know uh hell is for children
5: mm-hmm.
2: uh, i mean incredible just you know uh, lyrics and music and then i also couldn't live without james brown nice I mean, James, you know, Brown, James Brown, James Brown, you know, get <laughs> on up like a sex machine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean he was revolutionary yeah. in what he did for his segment of music. And music is not like, you know, a, a, it's not a monolith. It's a, you know, it's an amorphous, constantly moving thing. And, you know, uh, you know, some of these, you know, and I couldn't live without House of the Holy Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, you know, or Jimmy's first album or, you know, Allison Chain's first album. Come on. Allison Chain's first album was game-changing for me because it was like really the depths of the grunge movement from Seattle. Yeah. And, you know, most of them were dead now. But, uh, you know, well, you know, listen to, what was that what was the song? Angry Chair. That's like. Oh my God, that is like so deep and so heavy. So, you know, and I also couldn't live without Billy Dan.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> so, you go. uh,
2: but if I had, if I had to go to an Island, I would be, you know, Van Halen one, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Appetite after Destruction, um, any James Brown. Yeah. Uh, and you know uh, any Astleyan, and from there it'd be dicey. You know, I mean, sure, I would just sure. take my whole collection. Well, no, I, and somehow I, live. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> so just forget food. Take your entire collection. Um, That's it. Uh, I, I, would
3: eat I hear you. CDs. So Here's the problem on an, on an island though is that you know there's no electricity, so you got this music and nothing to play it God on. God damn it! It's like that Twilight. Don't mention
0: that. the Twilight Zone episode where Burgess Meredith breaks his glasses. I had oh so much God. time.
2: It's not oh fair. That is so classic, Kenny. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, all right. So I'm going to throw mine I'm out in a there library. before
2: I have all the time in the world, uh, but yeah. I can't
0: read. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw mine out there. I'm going to. Uh, uh, a lot of people might be expecting me to to, to go. All All metal, but I'm not going to. Um, One band. If you don't have them in your life, you need them in your life. Love Arthur Lee's Baby psychedelic. Well, I'm not Baby, but psychedelic uh, uh, masterpiece of a band. Um, If you're not familiar with them, uh, they they've got. Just so many great songs. Alone Again or um, And More Again. Um, they do a great cover of Burt Bacharach's Little Red Book. Um, you know, just inc- that one for a ri- for bass players and, you know, drummers and stuff. Their cover, A Little Red Book. Oh, you will love it. It's so good. And there's one one song. I think it's from And More Again. There's a song. There's a horn set, uh, 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 interlude in it. Um, which is like, it's like trumpet and stuff. It almost sounds like Herb Alpert at one point. And, and, um, the Stephanie Miller show uses that for a bumper from love. And I know a bunch of people were like, Hey, what is that music? What is that music? You know, and Lavoie picked it out years ago and it's, it's a, it's from a love song, uh, which you'd never know if you weren't uh, a, a love fanatic also another great artist uh, brilliant songwriter tortured individual still alive to this day rocky erickson uh if you don't have Rocky Erickson in your life you need to do it. Uh he had some great songs like uh Two-Headed Dog, Red Temple Prayer parenthetically. Uh I Walked with a Zombie, a great tune, um Night of the Vampire, Cold Night for Alligators. Uh you know, really really he had great weird lyrics. The Creature with the Adam Brain. It's it's almost like, you know, kind of like um he came out of the psychedelic movement with uh, uh I forget his uh, his 13th floor elevators i think was the name of his band and then uh he kind of went a more kind of a uh kind of a hard rock um, slight rockabilly tinge to his music still playing to this day um uh, has a great ballad called starry eyes you'd love anybody would love i play a lot of that on the network um of course my favorite singer of all time uh, graham bonnet um he sung with uh Yngwie malmsteen He's sung with Steve, yep, Vi, Steve Vai, Alcatraz, any of the Alcatraz albums I recommend. Uh, he's done solo material. He started out as uh, like a pop band in the late 60s with his cousin in a band called The Marbles and then fell into heavy metal with uh, with replacing Ronnie James Dio and, and Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, then ended up with Michael Schenker Group, started his own band, discovered Yngwie, um and you know uh and and from there on has been in a ton of other bands and of course currently the grand bonnet band has been touring and recording um uh and, and, and when you talk about lyrical content this is a guy who you know just writes at the time when alcatraz's first album came out they were singing songs about you know um you know hey kids don't drink and drive as opposed to you know Uh, you know, Hey, sex and party all night, you know? Uh, so he always had thoughtful lyrics. Um, and I, I admired that. And the last one I'll go with is if you, everybody knows deep purple, but how much do you really know deep purple? Everybody knows smoke on the water. Everybody knows highway star. Well, most people know highway star, my woman from Tokyo, you know, all that stuff. But then when you go and you dig deep and you get into like, no, no, no. And the mule and, um, you know, um, Oh, Super Trooper? Is that the name of the song? Um, uh, But yeah, so many great songs. Uh, in their first album uh, in rock with, uh, I'm sorry, not their first album, but their first album with Ian Gillen and Roger Glover. Uh, in rock classic and I love I read about this in their biography and basically what the what they were doing the whole time and people complain about the mix on this so much, but what they would do is each each they, they had so many egos running in the band all five of the of the people uh, of the band members would go in into this booth and turn their shit up (laughs) and, and wouldn't tell anybody. And then somebody else would go in and turn their shit up. (laughs) So it's, it's this huge, like kind of over modulated mess, but it's amazing. Uh, You know, the, 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 a song called black night on there into the fire. Uh, I I was lucky enough to see Ian Gillen a few years back, uh, uh, do some of those songs live. Uh, So, and again, Very creative lyrics, very thoughtful lyrics with uh, a guy like Ian Gillen, which I really liked. So, you know, where Black Sabbath kind of went the more, you know, um, fantasy route with some of their lyrics, uh, you know, you know, they were singing about just real normal stuff, you know, but in a very artistic way. So anyway, those are those are my picks. Uh, Guys, this was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, I think we need to do it again because there were other aspects that we didn't, uh, really get to delve into. So maybe we'll make this, uh, you know, a bi-monthly occurrence or something like that. We'll see what happens. Br- bring some other folks in think of some other topics, but, um, yeah. Um, anybody have any last, uh, things they want to say, Bob, you got anything uh, before we wrap it up?
3: Um, I, I want to thank you for, uh, giving me an outlet for my songs on your, on your, uh, and turn up tonight, So, um, always a pleasure. It's, it's nice to, you know, cause otherwise no one, no one's going to hear my music anyway. <laughs> so well, at least a few people hear it. So that's, that's
0: yeah. It, it's always a pleasure to play your songs. I, and, uh, you know, without artist permission, um, music, uh, for the podcasts, um, it would get real boring real fast. So, <laughs> cause ASCAP BMI doesn't like their, uh, their artists being nestled into a, uh, recorded podcast so uh justin what what do you got on the way out of the program here
2: you know uh one person i didn't mention was uh ronnie james deal oh yeah and yeah. he, he oh. is a legend beyond legends mm-hmm. that guy you know he obviously stepped in for black sabbath but he did so much more and the world was worse off for him not being here and uh you know, it's kind of hard to like think about you know, the totality of your experiences and the mm-hmm. music you've listened to and what's influenced you. Um, and but yeah, Ronnie James, I mean, my God, that guy! I agree. Wow, he's a midget, but he had the voice of you know, uh, for lack of a better term, a god. Yeah. and he was truly a metal god. And I think uh, I own. Was-
0: I think I literally own everything he ever sang on. I mean, even the weird no, I stuff, do. And, even, even the weird stuff like Carrie Levergren, uh, he tricked him into singing yeah. a couple Christian rock songs. So uh.
2: that's so funny. <laughs> you know, I saw him of a, I saw him many years ago at a, uh, and at a state fair in Ventura okay. just right up the street from me when I was like 18. I'm like, what are they doing playing here? And it was, you know, Vivian Campbell mm-hmm. at the time who sure. happens to be a. Pretty good guitar player by Def Leppard. Now he's in Def, <laughs> so, Def Leppard now. You know, but no, it's just uh, yeah. And I, you know, I start thinking about the albums and the artists I left mm. out of you know, my playlist. Well, we have to plug Brian James Deal on there. So
0: very fun. good, very good. <laughs> all right, so. uh what do you got uh, to wrap things up?
4: Uh, well, I guess uh, first of all, just want to thank you for uh, giving me this outlet here, and uh, uh, Justin and. Bobber, uh it's great to it's been great to hear all y'all stories uh on uh on music and just to kind of connect in that way and um gosh uh i guess i can i'm just gonna say uh leave leave you guys with uh
0: wise words from neil young keep on rocking in the free world y'all. Woo-hoo. if you didn't say it i was gonna yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> musician so predictable so uh <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it was a lot of fun and i look forward to doing doing this again uh and please uh, uh everybody if you like this program let us know on the indie media weekly facebook page or at radio imw on twitter and we'll make more or find me at ken pickles on twitter or find me at kenny pick on facebook all right that was a lot of fun thanks guys let's do this again soon Hey, wasn't that fun? All right, everybody, please stick around. We're going to present some funnier moments from uh, the recent history on Turn Up the Night involving What the Hell Is That Sound and Mad Libs. Coming your way.
6: This is a story of heroic deeds and the bitter struggle for the triumph of good over evil. And of a wondrous sword wielded by a mighty hero when the legions of darkness stalk the
7: land. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night.
0: This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic,
7: This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert, live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, All the power without the tower.
0: Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free. And tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick has got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower Come now and we'll throw in a free Pine tree air freshener Wow This is Indie Media Weekly Extraterrestrial Radio All the power without the tower
1: Focus for maximum picture quality And please adjust sound for maximum
2: clarity Yeah. Hello, excuse me Thank you Um, s- Some attention please I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready For the show
3: No, no, keep going keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night
2: with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Frutti ice cream.
0: A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this,
7: you are the resistance.
2: My mind is aglow. Whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, right, right. right. And now to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it.
0: Hi everybody, welcome back to this special presentation of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition. Coming up first, we're going to have our November 21st, 2017 installment of What the Hell is That Sound? The Celebrity Edition featuring Tim Carmel and Jody Hamilton. Enjoy! This is very exciting. This is our very first Celebrity Edition of What the Hell is That Sound? So without further ado, here's my Jerky Game Show jingle for you. Get ready to play What the Hell Is That Sound on Turn Off the Night with Kenny Pig. What the hell? And now it's time to play What the Hell Is That Sound
2: the hell is
0: that shit all right (laughs) it's all dana
2: loesch right
7: it's all dana loesch (laughs) yes you
0: got it you got it uh okay so we it's time for the coin toss so uh rain i believe joe got to choose first last time heads or tails
7: tails
0: all right it is heads team joe goes first and team joe is going to be double j joe and jody on the same team and of course uh, Rain in Tim on Team Rain. Uh, okay, so this is how the game works. Um, I'm going to play a series of five audio clips, each followed by four multiple-choice answers. D is never the right answer. It's just a funny joke. Um, and hopefully a funny joke. Uh, so here is, uh, and of course, you get a few seconds to deliberate. I'll play the sound again if you want to hear it again. Uh, but here here we go. First sound. Is that A, a mama rat protecting her nest, B, an an eaglet ready to rumble, C, a baby gecko acting like a badass, or D, Kellyanne Conway clearing her throat before endorsing, endorsing Roy Moore?
7: I'm going to go with B or D. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you think, Joe? Uh, uh, uh Do you think it's uh, an eaglet ready to rumble or Kellyanne Conway clearing her throat? <laughs> I think there's an E here
1: somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so the, the it might might be Jared Kushner getting his indictment. But be. I don't
0: see. Would you um, like to hear the sound again? Yeah. So A, a mama rat protecting her nest. B, an eaglet ready to rumble. C, a baby gecko acting like a badass. Or D, Kellyanne Conway clearing her throat before endorsing Roy Moore.
1: Uh, what did, what did Jody say?
7: B or D, because I've seen eaglets, and they are mean.
0: Okay, I'm going with B. Okay, so Team Joe, you're going with B. Although Kellyanne
1: Conway could be mean.
7: Yeah,
5: I know.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. But Go ahead. So, okay, Team Rain, here's the sound once again. And what a pleasant sound it is. Um, A, a mama rat protecting her nest. B, an eaglet ready to rumble. C, a baby gecko acting like a badass. Or D, Kellyanne Conway clearing her throat before endorsing Roy Moore.
6: (laughs) All right, Rain, what do you think?
0: Rain?
7: Rain?
6: Hello, Rain. Have
0: you got MIA? I'm I'm here. I'm here. I was thinking. Okay, no problem.
7: There's no I in team, Tim. What do you think? All
6: right. uh, Okay, let's say uh, I'm leaning what was the first one again? Was the bit the mama the rat? rat. Mama, mama rat. Yeah. Um. Uh, hmm. And see, I mean, what was see again? Was the, uh, the gecko. baby, baby, baby the gecko? Hmm. You think it's the I'm, gecko? I'm starting to think maybe the gecko. Really? Let would me like let hear? me uh, check gecko huh? would,
0: you, would you like to hear? Yeah, it's it's definitely not a gecko because they have Australian accents or something. Um. So, uh, <laughs> I kid.
7: All right. I, We'll
0: go with gecko. All right. I, see. I was
7: thinking. I, I was thinking it was the eaglet.
0: Okay. Well, if you want to go with the eaglet, that's fine.
7: See, I don't. I don't like conflict. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Wrong uh, uh,
7: business.
5: Rain. Move,
0: moving on. Okay. So so uh, All right, we are oh, so we, going with gecko. Yeah. All right, we'll okay. So, so uh, and as the rules go, we alternate who gets to hear the sound first each time. So team rain, you get the this sound. <laughs> Okay, uh, is that A, a fox whining at a closed door, B, a West Highland White Terrier pup taunting a cat, C, a baby jackal singing for her supper, or D, Roy Moore begging Trump to campaign for him?
7: <laughs> <laughs> what was, what was the, the, give me the choices again.
0: Uh, a, a fox whining at a closed door, um, <clears throat> B, a West Highland White Terrier taunting a cat, Uh, West Highland White Terrier pup taunting a cat Uh, C. A baby jackal singing for her supper or D. Roy Moore begging the Trump campaign uh, Trump to campaign for him
7: right, Tim Uh, I gotta tell you when I was listening to the sound before we were given the choices Mm -hmm. it sounded like a puppy
6: I was thinking the same thing but can we hear it one
7: more time
0: You sure can, here you go
7: Yeah, I'll go with the puppy. Yeah, me too.
0: Okay, so you believe it's a West Highland White Terrier taunting a cat. Um, all right, Team Joe, for one more time with the sound. Okay, is that a? Uh, oh, I'm sorry.
7: It's not a seal.
0: No, no, there's no that's not an option here. Uh is it A a fox <laughs> whining at a closed door? You didn't hear door? the club, did you? Uh no. What? Oh, no, that's terrible. Uh that a, a, a A a fox whining at a door, uh B a West Highland white terrier pup taunting a cat, C a baby jackal singing for her supper, or D Roy Moore begging Trump to campaign for him.
7: What do you think, Joe?
0: I
1: think it's Melania dry heaving after having sex with <laughs> Donald. Yikes. Oh my god, yes!
7: now I'm going I'm to dry. I'm going with heave. E.
0: Yeah. But, but. I, I'm partial a puppy. What do you I, think, Joe? I need
7: I'm with you. I'm, we're all together on the puppy thing. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Moving along, I leaning,
6: then. I was leaning toward the baby jackal, but I think I think mm. it is the puppy. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Team Joe, you get to hear the sound first. Is that a a kingfisher strutting its stuff? B, a marmoset singing to its owner, C, a lovebird trying to impress its mate, or D, a White House staffer's 5 a.m. Twitter alert.
7: A marmoset. I've met those monkeys, and that's a marmoset.
0: Joe, do you agree?
1: I, I've never met one, so I ain't got to go with Jody.
7: They chirp like birds.
1: Okay.
0: It's marmoset. All right. All right. There we go. Um, uh, Team rain. Okay, is that A, a Kingfisher strutting its stuff, B, a marmoset singing to its owner, C, a lovebird trying to impress its mate, or D, a White House staffer's 5 a.m. Twitter alert? <laughs>
6: hmm. That was like a cat <laughs> in the macron, <laughs> <laughs> going,
7: <"Rrr."> <laughs> I. <laughs> mm.
6: mm.
7: That's a tough one. It is a tough one, because I was thinking it was either a marmoset or the Kingfisher. I will go with the marmoset. Okay. All We're right. so agreeable.
3: You I see? know. Look at, this. Look at this. So- I don't
7: like conflict.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. Team Team Rain, um, you get the, the next sound first. Okay. Is that A, a rabbit wallowing around in a bed? Uh, B, a baby kangaroo nestling in mama's pouch? C, a piglet playing with a stuffed dinosaur, or D, Steve Bannon essing his own D. <laughs> All right, let's oh hear one more time. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so A, a rabbit wallowing around in a bed. A B, a baby kangaroo nestling in mama's pouch. Is C, a piglet playing with a stuffed dinosaur, or Steve Bannon essing his own D? <laughs>
6: Mm. I'm gonna go with the rabbit. You think it's the rabbit?
7: Yeah. All right,
0: I'll go with you. All right, Team Rain going for rabbit. Team Joe. Apologize here, here,
7: in advance, Tim. Here's
0: the I- sound. <laughs> here's the sound mm. for you as well. <laughs> Is that A a rabbit wallowing around in a bed, B a baby kangaroo nestling in mama's pouch, C a piglet playing with a stuffed dinosaur or D Steve Bannon essing his own D?
7: Okay, it's it's not the Stephanie Miller show. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> it's not. The it Steph-
7: sounds a lot like her show with the fart jokes, so I'm so just- still- she does snort, and she fuffles, and um, she burps. Um, oh, you're saying that could be E, the
0: Stephanie Miller E-E's
7: show. E, Stephanie Miller show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, so. But...
7: I want to go with, what was the third one?
0: Uh, a piglet playing with a stuffed dinosaur.
7: That's my guess. What do you think, Joe? Uh,
1: I've heard that sound at a lot of White House pressers. This is true. <laughs>
0: You think it was Bannon in the coat closet? No, it's Bannon. definitely a pig. Yeah,
7: um, yeah, oh. <laughs> I think so. I think it's the pig
0: thing. Okay, alright. Piglet Ooh. playing with a stuffed dinosaur. Adorable! Uh, alright, Team Joe, uh, here is sound number five.
7: <laughs> Good lord!
0: Okay, is that A, a pygmy possum demanding to be fed, uh, B, a rooster with a respiratory infection, C, a pet squirrel see, uh, that sees a hawk outside, or D, the main course at the Huckabee Family Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, it Team It sounds Joe? like
7: B to me, because I know squirrels. They don't sound like that. They, they, they caw differently. It sounds like the second one.
0: The A rooster with a respiratory infection? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Wait, Tim?
6: What do you think, Jeff? Wait,
0: one more time. Or Joe? Joe, I'm sorry. This is this is Team Jim, Joe. I'm Jim, whatever. Do, do I'm, I'm to... leaning toward.
1: What? Yeah, let's hear it again.
0: So again, the choices are pygmy possum demanding to be fed. A rooster with a respiratory infection, a pet squirrel, uh, sees a hawk outside, or the main course at the Huckabee Thanksgiving dinner?
7: I don't know, Joe. It's A and B, because it's not a squirrel for sure. It's not a squirrel.
0: I'm thinking pygmy.
7: Yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to go with Joe on that. Hi. Hold on. Okay. Hi, dog.
0: Hi, puppies. What does that sound? You are correct. That is a dog. That's (laughs) a dog. Die. all yes.
7: three of them. Um, just just give me 2 seconds.
0: All right, no problem. So, uh adorable. It's it's a long clip, so let's go ahead and uh, play it again. Uh so Tim, you can you can take it and we'll play it again for Rain if she wants to hear it. <coughs> Tim, uh or Rain are you back?
6: Okay. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: T- but Tim uh, what are your initial thoughts Tim until Rain gets back
6: uh, well, uh, oh, choices one more
0: time. I'm sorry uh, a pygmy possum demanding to be fed B a rooster with a respiratory infection C a pet squirrel sees a hawk outside uh, D the main course at the Huckabee family Thanksgiving
6: I'm leaning toward the rooster with the respiratory
0: infection mm. that's what I thought Tim Rain what okay. do you think
7: I, I thought it was the squirrel. I thought it was a very close-up recording of the squirrel. So the ladies are disagreeing with the boys.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Tim? You what,
6: what, do you, what do you think, Rain? You want to go with the, uh,
7: the squirrel? I don't or roosters? think roosters get respiratory infections.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of the bird flu?
7: <laughs> right i have heard of the bird flu the birds die <laughs> all
1: right so yeah but they have fun. the infection first <laughs> uh, all right and that's fun. what they sound like when they're dying there are I
7: symptoms so funny.
6: Ask. it actually, it actually sounds like a you have to have phlegm all right, and fa- coughs final not, answer I, 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 it actually sounds like a parrot more to me but I, so, i'll go with rain on
0: the squirrel again not a choice so, so rain, rain, team rain. You're going with see a pet squirrel. I'm
7: embracing conflict now.
0: That's all right. So rain, final I, answer. I just,
7: I have a feeling it's a squirrel because okay. it sounds like it's also chewing a nut.
0: Okay. Well. All right. So we we are, went so, with the
7: pygmy possum, and they went with the squirrel. All yeah, mammals.
0: Yes. We're we're gonna we're but gonna we're going to recap right now and we're going to tally up the score as we go everybody. So, once again, the first sound. That was the sound of a baby gecko acting like a badass mofos. Uh, oh. so, uh, point to wow. team. Wow. Rain. I'm
7: sorry, Tim. I was
6: wow. thinking that might be it. Tim's no, no, no.
0: God. You you guys picked baby gecko. Oh, did we? Yeah.
6: Oh yeah,
0: we did. Oh yeah, <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> all right, go. You're good. <laughs> point to Team range. All right, the second sound. <laughs> no point awarded to either team. That was a fox whining at a closed door.
6: Oh! About that too. That yeah. Was, that was,
0: so, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Here comes sound yeah, n- number, sound number three. Team Rain and Team Joe both awarded one point. That was indeed a marmoset singing to its owner. They so, do sound
7: like birds. Seriously, I've held one. Yeah. They're so adorable.
0: Oh my god, they're cute. So, that was mm-hmm. I was actually making squeeing noises when I was watching them. All right. I know, uh, how
7: cute are they? Oh my god, <laughs> they're the cutest things
0: ever. So cute. Oh my god. Oh my um, god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys both got that one very good. Uh sound number 4. Okay. Uh that one was uh that Point goes to Team Rain. It was a rabbit wallowing really? around in a bed.
7: Really? Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah
5: sorry, weird. Joe.
7: I suck at this.
5: Oh,
7: I'm, we're getting pushed. <laughs> no, Jody, Jody, I suck at this. You're sitting my <laughs> ass tonight.
0: All right. And the <laughs> final I tell sound. You
7: guys, that my spirit animal is a rabbit. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. Really? All of my nieces and nephews call me Aunt Bunny.
0: You know, Aww. my spirit animal. Shepard Smith talked about it the other day. A skunk in the chicken house. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> All right. Did you and, know
7: skunks have no sense of direction?
0: Uh, well, yeah, because I, I, I asked one in, uh, for directions one time, and it did not answer.
7: No, they like seriously. Nope. If you have a pet skunk, it doesn't know where home is.
1: Oh God! That's why they get run over.
7: Exactly.
1: Yes, they get in the middle of the road. They don't know which way to go. Exactly. Well, they, they,
0: they know where the chicken house is, so
6: <laughs> I believe they speak French too.
0: Uh, oh, oh, they most rapey. certainly do. We oui, oui. only they're, peppy.
7: They're very rapey. Skunks are rapey. We know that.
0: That is true. Uh, all right, uh, and the last sound.
6: That's why Roy Moore is a skunk.
7: <laughs>
0: And for a near clean sweep in this game, with a total award of four points, Team Rain, you are crowned Soundhounds of the Evening. Oh Congratulations to our winning team of Soundhounds. Take it away, boys. Sorry, it was a squirrel. Sorry, I forgot to say it. This is the first
7: time this has ever happened. I know. <laughs> Back, Jody. Oh my God! Yeah. No, you, Jody. You don't understand how bad I suck at this game. No, dude, seriously. Squirrels do not sound like that in my yard.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, it, you I, know rain what, was. Jody, you're
7: on the you're on the west
0: coast. This rain is how was
7: sound on the east coast.
0: Rain oh, was totally the They have an they have an east coast accent, uh, Jody. Uh, um, this is um, totally, rigged. So, totally yes. rigged. Totally rigged. Totally <laughs> rigged. And if you take out rigged. all,
1: the, if you take. If you take off uh, all the illegal votes, we won. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad Libs.
5: <laughs>
1: oh, God bless Matt Libs.
0: This one is Ultimate Dance Party. and the, uh, oh, Apparently, boy. this comes in the form of an email. Uh, it, it, it's to Sean Hannity at gobbledygook.com. Re, re, five damp reasons you should come to my sweaty dance party. (laughs) Number five, DJ Jammin' Ted Cruz will be spinning poisonous tunes until the wee hours of the tissue. Mm. Mm. Wow. Reason number four, there will be a newly installed sexual dance floor with an illuminated disco ball and smeary strobe marbles.
5: Nice.
0: number three you can show off your most drunken dance moves oh see <laughs> hannity's there you go. he's not a drunk um two pizza and box of dildos sticks will be served <laughs> oh that's, that's, can, that's so apropos you can put a whole box of dildos on a stick that's amazing uh, wash it, it down wash it <laughs> wash it down with Bannon juice <laughs> and then uh, here you go uh, this one's for you Joe the number one reason is uh, Jacob Javits the cutest tears at school will be there and he just might ask you to hop with him I hope
5: <laughs>
0: I hope to see you at uh, at Ener- Enterprise Alabama get ready to have the most invasive time of your life <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds like a cavity search to so, me. <laughs> yeah, kind of does. So, yeah. we're not talking about dental hygiene either. So, <laughs> it sounds,
7: it sounds like a regular Republican staff meeting.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like the Christmas party, really. Sounds like an RNC Christmas party. Um, so here we go. Uh got dance in your pants? Question mark is the headline of the, the this next Mad Lib. Uh-oh. If you if you have been bit by the acting dildo and you are looking <laughs> and you're looking for an opportunity to show off your boulders blisteringly hot productions the studio that brought you penis pumps the musical <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh,
0: uh, i think tim cormel gets the gets credit for penis pumps the musical oh, oh, yes. <laughs> i'm fairly certain he, i'm not sure if he, he put pe- whoever put penis pumps in there you're amazing penis pumps the musical from blisteringly hot productions uh mm-hmm. Is holding auditions for singers, dancers, and traffic jams for the lead roles in Princess Kellyanne Conway and Sir Dancelot.
5: <laughs>
0: for our princess, we're seeking a high energy kitty litter with a wooden voice who dances caressingly. The Sir Singalot role call, uh, calls for a fake dancer with a minimum of 25 years of jazz tap or cocaine dancing (laughs) cocaine dancing so (laughs) auditions will include a a course solo performed uh uh, a performance and a ballet duet with a dancing toe jam if you have what it takes please try out for our assholish production and remember to bring an ass shot. <laughs> oh, and remember to bring an ass shot for the casting. Oh, for the casting booby trap.
5: <laughs>
0: so, and what's funny is I knew uh, somebody did put booby trap, but I wrote it's booby trap. I wrote booby Trump, but it was supposed to be trap. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was we were probably talking about Trump, and I wrote trap or Trump instead of trap. So uh, there we go. That was a good one. So, But yeah, the blisteringly hot productions, the studio that brought you Penis Pumps, the musical. That's <laughs> great. That's brilliant. That would be Pe- a great double feature with the vagina monologues. Penis Pumps, the musical is the name of tonight's show, by the way. So <laughs> it's going to have to be.
7: Oh, boy. Uh, so <laughs> At
0: least we now know where to go to have an invasive time. Well, the yeah, I know, I know. The last that I named last Friday's show night farts because of the one of the final conversations we had on the show. Um, Joe, if you didn't catch the the night farts story, you'll have to listen to it. It's it's quite stunning so <laughs> oh, <I can't> <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll love it you'll love it it's a real life story that i told uh so all right last <laughs> one here everybody let me start the music back up this is a dancing princess there once was a selfish maiden named Joni ernst who lived in a petulant forest one day she learned that the prince of waterdeep was having a fancy ball so she spun a blazing gown out of silken caramels, jumped into a carriage drawn by de de mice <laughs> and drove to the palace. De de mice, Uh and drove to the palace. When she entered the ballroom, Prince Steve Douchey was awed by her sharp how sharp she looked. See that actually worked. Um yeah. He gently took her by the hypothalamus thalamus, <laughs> and asked, "May I have this ass hat?" <laughs> they danced. They danced till the gerbil struck midnight. <laughs> uh, when she cried, "I must go," and she disappeared, the prince searched swimmingly throughout the land, trying to figure out. Uh, I'm sorry, trying to find his steaming love. When he finally did. He dropped to one testicle and asked... <laughs> and, a- <laughs> and asked her to be his cane toad. <laughs> she Jeez. said, Oh, super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious! Cra- and the nauseating couple lived sinkingly ever after. There we go, everybody. There was our three wow. Mad Libs. And yes... I drew a smiley face instead of writing out supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and I remembered it. So, <laughs> well done. Oh my, my memory paradise. is not that shit yet. So, there you go. And of course, this show is brought to you by... What is it? What? What? What's the production's? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I oh, no, no. I've, I, I've got it right here. Let me just get back to it. Uh, yes, this uh, show has been brought to you by Blisteringly Hot Productions, the studio that brought you Penis Pumps the musical.
5: Yes. <laughs>
0: there you go. the <laughs> musical. That's amazing. <laughs> so thank you, Chatters. That was brilliant. Well, that was a lot of fun. And hey, what the heck is this little story that I told about night farts? Well, let's revisit the episode right before this, where I tell the tale. I'm going to lay bare to the world one of the most embarrassing stories that I have yet to tell on Turn Up the Night.
5: (laughs) Heal yourself,
0: mindset. Sounds good. (laughs) Well, all right. So this has to do with the chili cookoff. And by the way, P.S. Mueller, I will tell you right now, I am the Granger Danger Seven Chili Champion, August 19, twenty seventeen. I took my yeah. I took my venison sweet corn chili, the recipe I have been perfecting for a year. I took and I swept it with, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I came in uh, first place. I also won People's Choice. Because they have a panel of uh, judges who vote, and then I also, um, you know, won People's Choice, which was nice, good feeling. Will inside. you be displayed like a show dog throughout the city of Cleveland? Uh, no, I actually got to go up on stage. I'll tell you what my ex—I told everybody what my acceptance speech was, and I have a trophy. I have a big, like, one-pound trophy. It's a golden toilet. You can see it on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a golden toilet, like it says, the bankers use. Says chili on it, and it has mm-hmm. the Granger Danger Seven Chili Champion uh, little thing on the the wooden base. It's a very nice trophy. It was made by TrophyPartner.com. dot um, So <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what it says on the bottom. So so I won this trophy. The People's Choice Award, by the way, was. Um, Oh, oh shit i should go grab it uh i'll, I'll grab it uh in, in, a, in a second here but uh the drop the, the, pe- the people's choice award was this big goofy plastic jukebox that plays snippets of elvis songs it's really kind mm-hmm. of terrible i'm gonna re-gift that thing so <laughs> it, it, that will be a white elephant gift for sure um uh but okay so so I went. To, we went to the party. We got there relatively early, probably about 6 o'clock. And I did nothing but drink and eat everybody else's food because it's a potluck. So, you know, and, you know, I took beer. Everybody else brought beer. There was communal beer, whatever. And then there was also the potluck where there were lots of pork products. I don't eat pork very much, folks. There's a reason for that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Pork. That that reason.
7: Pork is is the meat equivalent of brown liquor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had some brown liquor, too. I actually, I got to a point. uh, I got to a point late in the (laughs) evening where I would drink anything that was in front of me. And I didn't start feeling better until about Tuesday this week. Um, And this was Saturday, mind you. So I'm not a young man drinking's a young man's game uh so all day drinking's a young man's game all day eating pork is a young man's game i was eating this really oniony pizza there was this pizza there that had onions all over it onions by the way oh they don't agree with they don't agree with me at all um so so we went uh i you know i came i saw i conquered food and beer and and uh we and you know susan susan had a couple drinks but she she drove home she she was fine because she you know had plenty of uh uh food not as much as me um but uh, yeah so you know and, and i was i was feeling good because i won so i drank extra special more after i won and ate more after i won and uh we we went home probably stayed up for a couple more hours and uh went to bed and at one point in the evening while i was asleep oh no i need to back it up a little bit the next morning the next morning susan said should we (laughs) talk about last night oh no and i said i said what 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 happened she's like you don't remember oh and i said Uh i i don't think i blacked out i mean i drank a lot but i didn't black out you know i haven't blacked out since i was in my 20s you know and um and and she's like you don't remember what happened i said no i don't remember what happened and she said you farted in the middle of the night and you put your (laughs) hand on my arm and said i'm sorry (laughs)
7: <laughs> that's sweet
0: And that's
7: actually sweet.
0: And I woke her up and she well, smelled it and she smelled it and she well, ran and she ran to the bathroom and <laughs> she threw up. I made Susan barf. I made Susan barf with my oh. fart. Wow. Oh. That's oh, terrible. No. I'm a well, bad person. Your- I'm a bad, bad person. Kenny no, Pick no, is a no, bad. You're
3: not. In, in your defense, at you're least instead, instead of saying "I'm sorry,"
0: you didn't say "You're welcome." <laughs> well, yes, no, I'm still chalking it up to Kenny too. Pick
1: is a bad, bad, bad man.
0: Yeah. So- <laughs> well, at least you didn't say "Yippee ki <laughs> I didn't pull the covers over her head either, but uh, it yeah. was kind yeah, of a warm that. night it was it was a warm night so it just kind of hung there i suppose but uh yeah so she of uh I, so. I, I feel terrible but yeah i i i beefed and uh she uh she barfed i beefed she barfed so uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and for that i will get at the flarp right. yeah there I was
7: the deal. <laughs> Kenny, i know that you're an atheist yes But I do appreciate this confession.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Where else can I do it? Where else can I do it? Leave the door open on the confessional. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) definitely.
2: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. (laughs) Oh, God bless
5: Mad Libs.
0: Uh, This is from Cool Mad Libs and you can and this is one i got it from goodwill (laughs) 99 cents a couple of more filled out (laughs) so this is a mom's message and by the way Francie, you you made this one really crazy thank you so hi it's your mother where are you i've left over oh no no i gotta i gotta get to this uh i've
2: left over six three one seven nine one five eight four two
0: nazi jerk faces on your answering cootie Maybe you forgot to turn on the sor- the uh, turn the sorted ringer on. You're coming in for flea tonight, aren't you? You're certainly you certainly could use a home-shat meal. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Apparently, yeah. This person, <laughs>
7: <laughs> apparently this mother shops at Use Foods Emporium. Yeah,
0: there you go. I'll call you later. Hello, it's me again. I'm at the doctor. Don't weep, I'm fine. I was in the market, and I slipped on a vermin peel. The doctor says I sprained my penis arm. Shit! <laughs> 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 I may have to wear a brace on my dandruff or use crutches. Don't worry, honey. I'll call back. Hello? Good, you're yep. finally answering. What? I can't speak any louder. I'm seeing a yam at the theater. Shakespeare's Gordon Cole. Shakespeare's Midnight's <laughs> Midsummer's Night Lice. Tekalili. <laughs> I'm going to have to lower my gnat The actors are giving me crooked looks. I'll call you back. <laughs> I'll call you back. <laughs> uh,
7: I love I love your cord and call. I'm sorry. Modus I operandi. I do really-
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, all right, there we go. Thank you, Francie. That was fun. Uh, yes. she-, she provided a lot, most of the nouns there. So I like. I, I, I hope I never <laughs> slip on Francie. a vermin peel. I don't want to slip on a vermin peel anytime soon. <laughs> but you got to admit, there's nothing like a home shat meal. Uh, oh oh yeah. yeah, Now with our mm. famous hot gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: god!
0: Now with sh- now with
1: charts on the side. Yeah.
5: So. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, we might. Adam called me out. Uh, we might have to listen to used foods and pour air real quick, everybody. So. Come on down to Used Foods Emporium. Thanks to President Kane, all of our used foods are now 100% tax-free. This week's specials are assorted sun-dried mammals, only 99 cents a pound. You can't resist that crunchy goodness. Vermin peels. Be sure to visit the produce department for fresh-found fruit from neighboring grocery store dumpsters. We have the softest apples in town. That's a fact. While you're at Used Foods Emporium, stop by the hot used foods table for a wide variety of body temperature dishes freshly eliminated and regurgitated by our friendly staff, all the live long day. And don't forget, all of our used foods are 100% tax free. This week, kids get free ABC gum with a purchase of $20 or more. Used Foods Emporium, now with 999 convenient locations. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stupid people are ruining America. Yeah. Yes, Blitz. <laughs> All right, there we go. I love this one just because of Fat Nanny's disgusting scalp reduction surgery. Um, proper care of the scalp is the
5: name of this one.
0: I'm not lying. I'll take a picture and send it uh, to everybody if you want. So here, here it goes. Don't neglect your scalp, even though you don't know it your scalp may be sticky but this can cause your hair to turn foggy and boggy. <laughs> a shitty scalp is due to overactivity on the part of the Sears catalog gland and to excessive production of the cigars normally present in the skin. For a healthy scalp, wash your head madly every night in screwy water and then take a hot wine shampoo then massage your po- <laughs> what, what was that rain who <laughs> doesn't
7: love a hot wine shampoo
0: I, pff, I don't know you're un-American if you if you don't like it uh, then massage your potato for five minutes with a sharp crap if you suffer from kooky hair soak your mop regularly in a magazine of vinegar. Good luck. There it is. <laughs> That's how to take care of your scalp, everybody. Trump- trumpley. Proper care of the scalp. Well, that trumpley. Trump-ly. Trump-ly we go. is in the next one. So, uh, all right. This Trump-ly one. We go. This one is a secret letter from an admirer. So. Uh, oh wait. Yeah.
7: spoiler alert what this is a letter from Trump to Mika
0: to Omarosa actually oh dear miss Omarosa you may not recall <laughs> my gelatin but I met you uh, but I met you in the compact cocktail party given by our flimsy friend Roger Stone we had a moist talk about scummy peppers and I was impressed by your tiny conversation and your grasp of the slippery situation. <laughs> also, I was very much attracted to your vein. Uh, oh I'm sorry, your vain eyes and dirty little chin. <laughs> oh my god! And your gassy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> If you'll pardon me for seeming crusty, I was fascinated by your crunchy walk and your gummy figure. I hope I made a clumpy impression and that we can get together for a nice dust bunny next week. Trumpily yours, Jeff Sessions.
1: <laughs> that sounds right. There
0: you go. That seems
7: actually correct. That yes.
0: sounds like real life. So it does. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it should be more like yours. I don't understand what you're saying. And I do not recall, but I do like Ovarosa.
0: I do, but there is white crime and there is black crime. So, <laughs> and then there's
5: God.
1: black on white crime, and then there's black on black crime, and then yeah. there's,
0: and then yeah, then and there's then, then there's, there's sessions on America crime and then there's or,
1: or, orange 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 crank. Yeah. Yes. Or,
0: orange on red white and blue crime. Yes. He's going to make a wonderful oh. traffic cone someday. Oh, nice. Yes, he is. All right, so this is from the my big fat mad libs, get the party started mad libs. The first one is uh called The Hippie Shack. Is everybody ready to enter the Hippie Shack? <laughs> Just anything like the Love Shack? It didn't It didn't have a door. It had beads. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to save the Hippie Shack for a second because I think it'll be more funny. Um, so uh, we'll, the, the first one we're going to do is called Happening. All right. So uh, run, don't hustle to join 42 of your closest friends at the greatest swarthy outdoor musical experience, of our effusive generation, this, oh
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this once in a fox event is guaranteed to provide a flouncy weekend filled with music, peace, love, and penises in the picturex <laughs> pic, in the picturesque setting of the uh, of Detroit. Bands such as <laughs> Spicy Warts and John McCain and the Deer. The bending ding dongs and many more will be rocking the sourdough all night long. This feline happening will take place rain or dusk, so paint accordingly. It's sure to be a legendary slow mode. <laughs> oh, I love oh wow. The slow mode was a See that that was funny. That was funny, but I think the 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 hippie shack is going to be the the funnier one. All right. So again, everybody, picture a hippie shack in your mind, with the colors and in the palettes of your mind. All right, the hippie the canyons. Shack. <laughs> are My you? My a- mind's full of canyons. Oh yeah. Are right. they gr- are they grand?
1: No, they're just mm-hmm. canyons.
0: Faces of stone. Yeah. Yes.
3: You know, like Elvis, you remember, know, <laughs> You know, press mean, sure. the, the pages of my mind. You know, and, <laughs> and shit, you know.
0: Maybe I should read this one as Gordon Cole from Twin Peaks. Hey! I should try that. Would you like me to read this as Gordon Cole from Twin Peaks? I'll do it if you'd like. Go ahead. I, I'll second that. Okay. This Mad Lib is entitled The Hippie Shack. Are you a hippie wannabe? If so, visit the Hippie Shack. They'll outfit you from head to earlobe in the colorful, sweltering clothing worn by those cauliflower-loving flower flippers of the 1960s. (laughs) 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 Cauliflower-loving flower flippers. That's the name of the... That's the name of the show tonight, everybody. Cauliflower loving flower flippers. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's amazing. We suggest starting with basic bell bottom shovels, preferably a vintage pair with stiletto shaped patches sewn over the holes. Then select any scarf with fringe, tie dye, or psychedelic worm pattern. <laughs> <laughs> you can accessorize your chin's content. We have some fantastical belts and toasted jewelry with the peace rake prominently displayed. <laughs> I get a peace rake out back, but it won't do shit because it it feels bad for the leaves. Um, <laughs> or you can wear strings of beaded loafers and we have scarves that wrap around your tonsils. Trust us. (laughs) When you step up out of the swallowing room into your cool new threads, you'll not only look like a groovy booger, you'll feel pretty smelly too. Gordon Cole out. TV review. All of us know the majority of salacious programs on television uh, today are Brave Comedies. Tonight, the prehistoric dinosaur who <laughs> who reads people made its debut on the GPS network at 27 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I was asking for nouns and somebody put GPS and then that one said three letters of the alphabet and I was like, oh, GPS. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, part of the comedy, and uh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, part comedy and part science pee-pee tape, tonight's episode follows the sloppy adventures of four satisfying students whose boat sinks in the Sea of Penis. See? Really?
1: Don't save penis in this house!
0: Leaving them stranded on a desert clown car. <laughs> Although the writing is chipper, the directing is slick, and the actors are a bunch of handcuffs. There are there are moments in the show when you will uh, toss out loud <laughs> our rating three leaves. Okay, sounds like a good show. the The prehistoric dinosaur who read people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I uh, read you? Here's here's a quick quiz. This is the next one. A quick quiz. Who am I? I am a bloated American. I was born seventy two yeah. years ago in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> when my, oh my father when my father first saw me, he said, "God damn it!" <laughs> I am forty two feet tall and have bulbous brown eyes and a swollen complexion. My hobby is collecting orange jumpsuits. <laughs> oh no. I always speak rapidly and I have made several naked motion pictures. <laughs> Some of the facts are wrong on this, but this is sounding like the pee pee thing. Um I am married to Steve Bannon, the well known Hollywood urethra. <laughs> oh
7: my god.
0: Oh, I have given well away-known th- Hollywood. <laughs>
7: Wait, can we repeat that?
0: Yes, I am married to Steve Bannon, the well-known Hollywood urethra.
7: <laughs> I love that so much.
0: <laughs> uh, I have given away thousands of satchels to charity. My most prominent physical characteristics are my frozen nose and my fire and fury, and my large fire and fury. Who am I? Answer: I am Lindsey Graham. No, <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> I was born 72 years ago. Trump is 71 now, right? So, that's close. So, it's funny. My hobby is collecting orange jumpsuits. It will be soon, motherfucker. Let's hope. Um, Alright, the uh, last one from Best of Mad Libs. review of a monster movie. A new movie has just opened called The Teenage False News Meets the Damp Vampire from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the Damp Vampire? This sounds like a Russian plot. Damp Vampire is my next band name. Thank you. Um, as the opening, uh, or the Teenage False News, I like that. Um, at the opening, we see the teenage hero played by Sean Hannity, who is a red scientist. <laughs> He's trying to build an achy monster out of old medications and used clams. <laughs> Oh Oh. dear! Uh, The the monster has from the used food (laughs) emporium. Yeah, I think so. Uh, The monster has taupe skin and sixty nine arms and is played by Mike Pence. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, the monster comes to life and kidnaps the beautiful heroine played by Anne Coulter. (laughs) What? <laughs> then it begins uh, to de- destroy San Francisco sounds about right if it's a right wing monster uh, <laughs> in the end the monster is destroyed by the vampire who is played by <laughs> Steve Ducey. the hero and heroine live shallowly ever after I can believe that part,
5: <laughs> oh
1: yeah so, that would be a shallow
0: but uh, yeah, ah, you know <laughs> you know it's it, it's acting because didn't Ann Coulter just moan and complain about being single on Twitter the other day did you see that yes yes
1: Testicles.
0: There you go. Testicles, (laughs) Testicles, Testicles. brother of Hercules. (laughs) I love saying that every time. Testicles, brother of (laughs) Hercules. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Balzac. You like to honor the the Balzac. Yes. The Balzac. Balzac. There you
3: go. (laughs) To Balzac
0: it is. Uh, Cat, I need uh, uh, a type of animal lion all right oh nice <laughs> um rain um i need a a, a, a ma- another male conservative
7: oh goodness male conservative
0: or republican whatever however TV radio politician
7: i, I want to go with Darylisa
0: <laughs> Again, I saw the word in front of what I'm writing in and it's very funny. You
7: can just go with Isa,
0: but No, uh, no, 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 it's good. It's good. It's it, it's funny. Um and uh bobber uh, a color? Color. Um puce. Puce is a fan favorite. Puce is only second to taupe on this program. So <laughs> I love taupe. Soros does too. <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joe, a plural noun, please. Uh Moguls. Moguls, nice. Uh cat an occupation. Um Bus Driver. Alright, uh, let me get that music going again. Um, bus driver. And uh, let me see. So, Rain, an article of clothing, and then we're done.
7: Stormy Daniels underwear. (laughs) (laughs) That's oddly specific.
5: (laughs) Stormy pants?
0: I think we could just call them Stormy Pants in the hood. It could Uh, work. No, we'll we'll put uh, Stormy Daniels. It's worth it. It's timely, quantifiable, and oriton. Do you know what I mean? It is timely, Quantifiable. And oratund? Do you know what that means? No. Do you want underwear or underpants?
7: I'd go with thongs, to be honest. If you're going to really
0: oh wanna oh know. okay, you want to oh. so yeah, mm-hmm. they're grind mode there. Uh, Stormy Daniels
5: <laughs> thongs,
0: All right, so here we go. <laughs> that's a callback. Grind mode is a call. Actually, that's callback to uh, the uh, Resistor Sisters episode uh, that we're going to play after the show. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> Susan did her pervert on apps. the pay- Susan did her pervert on the payroll uh, thing. <laughs> Talks about a wonderful church you could all visit. Okay, so this is these are all from Cat the, the Cat's Mad Libs. Everybody, and we're going to get to uh, do a lightning round reading session of this right now. Um, this one is called Big Cats. Although although they don't have to smash for their food or worry about words, domestic cats aren't all that different from their wild rainbows and sisters. All cats, domesticated and putrid, are perverted carnivores. whether they prefer to eat a can of platypus delight or an entire <laughs> or an entire raw platypus. Uh, f- felines around the world, from listless tabbies to cheerful jaguars, scramble for 16 to 24 to 20 hours a day however snow leopards don't get to scramble in a basket of deceitful laundry (laughs) (laughs) and then there's the colluding thing you might you might think your cat is colluding against you because it loves you
7: (laughs) it's a cat it colludes
0: but it's sure. marking you just like a big cat marks their territory in Las Vegas even though even though there are disgusting similarities between a house cat and a cheetah it's much safer to say that uh it's much safer to have a domestic cat in your secret society
5: <laughs> so do, so
0: don't get any finicky ideas oh hey morris the cat makes a makes a in appearance in the big cat. All right. right, Next one is Cats in Books. Test your knowledge about cats who have made their counterfeit mark in literature. (laughs) The cat who seems to be creepy and can't stop winning at Alice, the Cheshire Cat. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. The Relaxed Cat in Steve Wynne King's horror classic... Church. <laughs> wow, that's funny because it's like Stephen Kit, but Steve Wynn Kings horror <laughs> classic Church. Um, the cat that squashed uh that squashed lo- I'm sorry, the cat with a squashed lung who belongs to Lindsay Borgard Graham Potter's best friend, Crookshanks. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that's a that's a Take that's a unwrap that
6: one. Yeah,
0: <coughs> uh, the Cleveland cat who is the best friend of the frequent cockroach uh, cockroach Archie Mehetable? Me- what uh, what I, I Mehitable? <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what this is. I don't I don't read books. Um, Say it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that'd I don't be know what this is to him, so lizard be blamed my belt. Um, uh Jesus is alive. Uh, a mysterious, slovenly, and small black cat capable of performing golden toilet, uh, <laughs> golden toilets of magic, uh, and sleight of colon. <laughs> That's from uh, Mister Uh The story of a very feminist kitten who struggles to keep his secret squ- secret squadrons clean and tidy. Tom Kitten. Uh, and then a, s- a sleazy tale about a cat who wins the kidney of a princess in marriage. Puss in Boots.
6: Wow. Wow. Oh
0: not the hand in marriage but the kidney of marriage you see how that went uh, so alright last Mad Lib dressing your cat because you know everybody loves dressing their cats and cats <laughs> love being dressed oh uh,
7: <laughs> they love it
0: your cat can help you celebrate your favorite holidays throughout the year all you need to do is dress up a cat in a, a conspiratory fun shirt. <laughs> that seems hygienic With a pair of fuzzy testicles, your cat can be transformed into the Easter lion. (laughs) Is that like truck nuts? Uh, Yeah, it's like truck nuts for your cat. (laughs) Hey, is that the Easter lion? Did the Easter lion just come through here and shit everywhere? Uh, Did he spray me? Oh, I'll be blessed the rest of the year. <laughs> um, or, or be, or be smelly and turn your cat into Uncle Dara Isa with a little red, white, and puce suit. <laughs> I, I could see it. Red, is why white,
1: we and
7: puce. Inviting Uncle Dara Isa to Thanksgiving <laughs> Uncle Dara Isa. <dinner>. <laughs>
0: and there are a lot of. And there are a lot of moguls for your cat to wear on Halloween. You can dress your cat in a bus (laughs) as a bus driver in a pink tutu or a prehistoric (laughs) spittoon with spikes down its back or a superhero. (laughs) Oh, this is the best. Or a superhero like evangelical man with a black cape and matching Stormy Daniels thong. (laughs) Ha! Ha! Let's just end the show here. That's perfect. should just go.
3: And we're out. I'm Evangelical Man.
0: With my black cape and matching Stormy Daniel's thong. Here I come to save the day. And, of course, any cat can be turned into Santa Claus with a floppy red suit in cute matching knickers. Uh, just make sure you choose hatefully. You don't want to get on your cat's stupid side. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but seriously, best line ever. Or a superhero like Evangelical Man with a black cape and matching Stormy Daniel's thong. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> She's love that forever. Uh, that's that's classic. I know what my costume is this year. I'm evangelical man. I give. I will use my powers of giving you a mulligan. <laughs> fucking stupid Trump cult. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> France. Really Francie excited. says I just coughed up a lung. So, uh, <laughs> Tim Cornwell says, evangelical man with a black cape, Tim, you forgot, and matching Stormy Daniel's thong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, and the Easter lion with a fuzzy pair of te- testicles was pretty good, too. So that was good. She uh, could
7: probably use that in front.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, President Front Butt could use them, too. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you guys Just heard people up. call Trump President Front Butt, I love, I love when they butt. call him President Front Butt, because it kind of looks like he's a butt on the front. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Hey, that's great advice, Kenny Pick. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, because this is over three hours now. I hope everybody enjoyed the musical roundtable, and... The rebroadcast, of course, of our very first celebrity edition of What the Hell Is That Sound? And some hand-picked classic moments from Mad Libs here on the show. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time around, right here on Turn Up the Night.
2: That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed.
4: I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities... On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a
0: pleasant good night.
5: Well, Thank well, well, you. It, good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. Woo!
0: Evangelical man with a black cape and matching stormy Daniel's thong. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>